time. Rose Podcast episode 142. We locked in. Happy Friday. Coasting right through the weekend. Hopefully everybody's having a good week. Um, yes, sir. This isn't the first weekend of March, is it? Second weekend of March. Second. Yep. So the March vibes is in. We're recording this on the ninth. Recording this on the ninth, so it's a big day. Have you been paying attention? I don't know about you, but I pay attention every night. Like I'm literally paying attention to anything on everything that's being said. I started happening. I started my night with the bubble guts. So. Off the late night or this morning? Both. That's nuts. This man's sitting here tender. There's a couple different types of stomach aches. There's a stomach ache where you're like, damn, my stomach is a little bit in a knot. I went to the movies last night, right? Mm-hmm. Went to see Creed. And within, be, since the last podcast, I've seen two movies. I've seen Cocaine Bear and Creed since, be, since, since the uh, last. I'll tell you all about those. But, Brody, when your stomach hurt, you won't mind me eating this right now, will you? As long as you don't eat it in the mic, because that's the worst thing people do. So go ahead. Just keep your fucking chewing on that side. This is what I'll say. It's a couple types of stomach aches, bro. I asked permission, but it's what you. Terrence, because you know how it is when Turn niggas. Okay. It's a couple different types of stomach aches. It's a stomach ache where you're like, damn, my stomach just like hurt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I might have to go to the bathroom. It's like, it's not like pain. It's yeah. just like. My stomach is, I know I'm about to have to use the bathroom. Your stomach don't hurt, but you got to use the bathroom. But you can still get your, how, how you doing? And it look, this way. And it's not going to be a bad bowel movement. It's going to be a regular bowel movement. Sorry for anybody that's eating. But when I tell you. Bruh, really? Bruh, really? Why? That's the point. That, that's the part people leave out. Yeah. But when I tell you, when I, as soon, when I went to, so we went out to eat first. It was my girl birthday. Shout out to her. Went out to our favorite spot. And uh, I ate. I got two crab cakes, and I had I I had a simple the simple seafood joint came with fries, mm-hmm. whatever. I just had a taste for that, whatever. When I got to the movies, I didn't want anything, but I had a strong ass taste for popcorn. Okay. So I got popcorn and a vanilla coke, and that shit was fire during the whole movie. Um, but vanilla coke is is yes, yeah, it's like cream soda. Yeah, but Brody. When I stood up at the end of the movie, I was like, oh, yeah, my stomach didn't fuck with that. And then on the ride home, number one, my girl was rapping. We was, she was talking about the movie, but the whole time I'm thinking I need to make it to the right. crib because my stomach. This type of stomach ache is the one where you just know it's about to be. And it be one of them joints where you look, you try and get it to the apartment and your girl be having all of the extra shit. Dropped my purse. Uh, you know, I never noticed. Hey, yo, let's go. Come it's, on. It's the one where you feel it in your side. You're fucking, you know, I never noticed this right here. Yo, come on. Let Terrence, me get the key. Thing. We were talking about Creed. So she was like, and then the part when, and then the part, and I'm like, I just need to make it home. <laughs> Shit, it was crazy. It was crazy. Remember when Bernie Mac said, when your stomach hurt, you ain't in shape to do shit. That's true. But um, if y'all, you know, been keeping up with us, you'll see that your boy been vlogging. Got two vlogs out already. So if you still subscribe to the Mally Bros um, regular channel, you probably saw that. 
But go ahead and, and check us out, man. See what we do. A day in the life type shit. Nah, shout out to Terrell for definitely getting it started with the uh, the vlogs. We're going to try to keep that going. I like to see the vlogs going up. The solo vlogs. Terrell doing his own vlog. I got my joint coming. I honestly was kind of like not as loaded up as Terrell was when it comes to the vlog. I only got one job. But I still think it, his vlogs are going to have a certain look and then mine's will have a certain look and feel too, so. I think that's just, just going to be a, even more of a benefit. So if you're not uh, subscribed to the Mallory Bros channel, um, where we still put reactions and stuff like that, but we got the vlogs going up on that side. And then, of course, shout out to everybody who tunes into this podcast on the visual side, Mallory Bros podcast on YouTube. Y'all, hit the subscribe button, dog. We should be at 10,000 subscribers by now. Come on. I'm trying to I'm trying to get like a small victory right there. He's in nine thousand subscribers. If you watch on on the YouTube, you might as well subscribe, bro. You keep forgetting. You keep coming back, and you keep forgetting to hit the subscribe Fans. button. Okay, hit the subscribe button, and please donate and go to our go go fund me. You still haven't worked out yet? You need to just go ahead and hit the link in bio and get that class. You know how people right. be selling their class. You still walking around, <laughs> Harry, bro? Hit the link in bio and get the Manscaped, bro, and hit the discount code. <laughs> Lawnmower 4.0 has three different interchangeable You'll be blades. thinking the motherfucker genuine as fuck till he get to the ad point of what he's saying. Uh-huh. Even or, the, or, the, or the pyramid scheme dudes, once you start really realizing, oh, I got to sign up, uh -huh. I thought what you were saying was genuine. Nah, yeah. You know, you seem like a real shop dude. You, you know, you seem real. Hey, look, I'm not going to shit on y'all too much because I'm 100% getting ready to start doing um, pyramid scheme. what you call it. No, hell no. I'm getting ready to start doing, you know, ads and stuff like that in the vlogs. All you motherfuckers out there, send me shit and I will do it for the right price. And then shout out to everybody that makes beats. If you make a beat, DM me and you might get your beat used in the, uh, sponsored by. In, the, uh, in the vlogs. And yeah, he go with his fat ass flash. You look like a flash. Hey, look. Um... What I want to say. Shout out to everybody that has the Patreon as well. Uh, drop the four for four. No windy shit over mm -hmm. there. Turn up. That was fun. We did Nikki. We got the Jake, the two J. Cole tracks. That new that nudie, nudie that's been on repeat. Yo, we need to talk about that. That nudie project was fire. You know, we really didn't talk about it, but it was, it's, yeah, it was great. I'm 100% spinning that joint every single day. It's crazy. That's definitely my favorite album that's dropped this year. The nudie. Mm -hmm. And I've been spinning that, uh, I've just been kind of, Spending a bunch of the young niggas. I, my whole gym today, I listened to uh, Destroy Lonely and Ken Carson, which is two young niggas. The young crowd will know who I'm talking about. You think I don't know who you're talking about? Well, let hey, me tell you something real right now. Why are you telling me that you, you're discovering? It's understood. Okay. I'm letting you know right now. Finish your banana. I'm letting you know right now just so you don't think. When you see, if you were to see me listen to anything like that, I've never seen the type to discover some shit and then try to say, oh, you oh, well, did you know that? Nah, you didn't put me on. We've been new about Ken Carson. We've been doing, new about Longie. So, cool. I never seen him. Uh, listen. Happy for a discovery. I never seen him do it. Troy, you're supposed to be starting us on the first topic. Come on, my phone is charging. The first thing we're going to talk about is um, in reference to J. Cole, even though Terrence is a hating ass nigga. Okay, um, you see? I see the games he play. Officer oh, so Hoyt, it's your training day. We're not falling for the bullshit today. This nigga, uh, J. Cole put out, number one, they did an amazing job with the soundtrack of Creed. They did an amazing job. 
a lot of it I heard in the movie. I haven't even listened to the the album itself. But specifically, um, J. Cole did a track with J. Hope. Shout out to the BTS Army um, and J. Hope. They did a collab where he basically alluded to his retirement, right? And he kind of said the same thing at the end of his verse on the Adonis interlude from the Creed 3 soundtrack. And so at this point, Kendrick... You know, started off with, I choose me, I'm sorry. Like, basically letting us know that he's prioritizing his mental health and he's choosing himself type shit. Think about it. Can't please everybody. Like, he literally, he it just sounds like, damn, he ain't about to put out nothing else for a long time. Yeah. Like, he's choosing himself. Then Drake does an interview with Yachty and says that he's thinking about a great sweat exit. So now we have the third of our, what we would consider our big three, saying, you know, that this might be it. And so it really just kind of poses the question of what will rap look like come 2025, two years from now? Like, who is that next crop or have we gotten out of the big three? Or is it bullshit? I'll start since this nigga's got a mouth full of nanners. <laughs> <laughs> Hate this nigga, man. <laughs> I was trying to let the nigga and I'm thinking I got time and as soon as I'm getting ready this nigga's like what do we think I'm like is he coming my way now I thought I was in the clear this nigga's dill pickles with a a mouthful of uh, nanners um this is what I'm gonna say when it comes to like the the big three when we had Jay think about it when Jay and Kanye 50 Wayne Wayne, when that run was, I don't want to say ending, but when they started slowing down, it was cool because it was like, all right, we know that when Jay, Wayne, Kanye, T.I., all the people that was hot back then, once they slow down, we got J. Cole, we got Drake, and we got um, Kendrick Lamar that's taking the top spot. And they did. But I think this is the first time, I think, my, I think uh, Rory said this, um, this is the first time that we don't have a definitive next up group that's going to take the spot of the group on top. I think, for the fir- I think this is the first time in hip hop history that we don't have a definitive, all right, they're going to be the next for sure up. Because think about it, even in the 90s, excuse me, when JNM was coming up and then the South kind of took over. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? After Jay and them run, after Jay's an early 90s run and DMX, you got Kanye. And you got that next generation of the South, T.I., Nelly, fucking, but that you still had like Ja Rule in them. Mm-hmm. And then you graduate from that. And you, we get like different, it was like different shit. Like I wouldn't say the Chicago crowd was ever on the top in terms of big three status, but. You still had Wayne's run through 09, 2010, 2011. But okay. then after that, right in the at the height of Wayne's Amelie shit, mm-hmm. you have this young money thing where we get introduced to Nicki Minaj, uh, J. Cole, Drake, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. Kendrick. So to me, it is the first time since their run that it's like, damn, who's it going to be for real? I don't think that there has to be a big three 
Not saying that you th- that you think this, mm-hmm. but I don't think that there always has to be a uh, a big three or a group that's gonna take the rap game to the next level. The only reason why I say that is because low key, every generation of this shit has just been pushing people away from it. It seemed like, like, did you see the video of that dude, little Tyler? He's only like fifteen, and he was like, "My advice for these youngest out here would be to." He said something like following your dream, but he also was like, don't, you know what? Let me play it for you, Terrell, because I got it in my uh, okay, my bookmarks. Because I said, you know what? I actually wanted to play this dream for the podcast, and this goes hand in hand with what, what, what we're talking about right now. And you said it was somebody talking about it? The, the dude, this, yeah, this dude, Lil Tyler. Whatever you think you can do, just try what would be your advice to kids then? Whatever you think you can do, just try that bit, man. You're gonna be able to do it. You can do anything. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie. Everybody don't gotta be no rapper. Like, mm-hmm. rapper ain't even all that for real. How everybody thinking like, big money, man. That's the only way you can get big money type shit. Mm-hmm. Beat? Yeah. It's more ways. Like, so. Hitting my way. <laughs> only reason, I hope y'all can't see this. Uh, only reason why that stood out to me is because I'm like, damn, he's 15 and he's. Almost like, I'm not saying he's not thinking for himself, but like that, the way he talking seems like how most rappers talk, no matter the age. And yeah. I'm like, damn, you only 15. You really haven't even really seen real success with this shit. And you already advising your peers to not do it. So yeah. that just brings up my point of like, J. Cole, Kendrick, and who's the other in the big three? Drake. J. Cole, Kendrick, and Drake. When you really look at them, did they really inspire the next generation to rap? I would say Kendrick for sure. I would say Drake for sure. And I would say J. Cole for sure. I think they all have their little mini-me's. The only reason why I say that is because not that they weren't inspiring in their career. I'm just saying, were they about pushing rap forward or were they just existing and being great? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Only reason why I say that is because, like Lil Tyler, it seems like messages that we've gotten from a lot of the people who rap now is about how rap ain't the only way. And we starting to see way more artists do other things other than rap and then eventually just doing that. Like, so when you see somebody like Drake exit, Kendrick's exiting, Cole exiting, after kind of looking around, they looked around and, and, you know, they've been talking about how Shit is washed. This is washed. Like, you know what I'm saying? The game changing. I'm looking around and I'm, and it's yeah. like, damn, low key, you're not inspiring niggas to jump in when you talk like that. When you say, damn, this shit washed, I'm leaving. It's like, damn, you know what? That doesn't, it ain't like a baton hand too. Like, we watched Jet, what was it? Jet, was it, uh, did they remember they brought Kendrick Lamar on stage and gave him the rock chain or they gave him the, the Death Row Records chain or something like that? Yeah, they handed him the, the West Coast, Legit, basically. Passed in the torch. Like, I'm not saying that we don't have rappers. I'm just like, is rap going to make it to the next? Nah, for sure. Joint. Like, as a genre. Because it seems like people don't even want. Leave a little time. This nigga's 15 talking about, yeah, rap ain't the only way. <laughs> what you talking about? Nah, for real, though. And you know what? It made me think about this next generation and if they even really give a fuck. Like, we were talking about... Um, about, we had, like, the rap legacy of hip-hop, yeah. We were talking, yeah, we were talking about how people don't even really rap no more. Like, we were talking about uh, the clip that was going around where, people, where they were talking about, I just want to rock. 
the Uzi joint and how he yeah. really didn't even rap on that joint for real. He was saying what he had to say on that joint, but yeah. it, that's not what gets the new generation. I'm, trust me, listening to these young niggas that's rapping, it's cool, but it's not. You could tell that they not like let me hours and let me get my hours in silence, whipping the best ball for six tequila. They don't give a fuck about like trying to be the best rapper. They just try and catch a vibe for the TikTok. And I think that's where the rap game is going. I feel like people just not really too worried about whipping the vest ball for six to kill a head ass this nigga Big right Benjamin's here. Benjamin's like the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't think niggas is worried about that. I think people are just trying to catch a vibe. And I think if hip hop turns into this vibey thing, like you could be the old man wanting the, the bars or you could just get with it. They had to get with our shit. Do you think, what do you think about the people that's saying, look, uh, J.I.D., YBN, Corday, or just Corday. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Baby Keem, people that coming up that still do try to. My only worry is that they will continue to do hip hop and not like look at what Yachty did. Is That's success. Mm-hmm. I stepped outside of hip hop and tr- legit just tried to do something different and fucked around and made something that a lot of people fuck with. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not taking any credit away from him. But, like, do you know what that's going to do for him? Do you think after doing that, you want to go back to hip-hop? Where niggas judge you and tell you, oh, this was mid, this was was trash? Yeah. So, like, if I'm another artist who makes hip-hop and I see that type of success, now I want to add elements. It starts how it starts. I'm going to add certain elements. Mm -hmm. You know, I just want to go for a whole R&B or I want to go for something different. And it's like, damn, you know what? Everything that... These artists are doing to like be different and be a different artist is cool. Just there's a certain side of it where you see, damn, we leaving hip hop. Like low key, we not even really doing hip hop. We gonna look around and be like, oh shit, we not even in the same place anymore. Nah, for sure. Like Drake putting out that uh that dance album, even though it was received the way it was received, everybody's going opposite ways. And I was thinking about Tyler the Creator, but even Tyler the Creator, you could argue that. Like the you be my earthquake. That's what. That's probably what he'll do. He'll probably make more, more. shit like that, just 100. like his last album. 100. Like so, the same you know, way that we saw hip hop kind of like trickle into like the pop community. Maybe it was like, damn, this kind of got like hip hop elements. I felt like we mm-hmm. seen a lot of that other community now trickle into hip hop. And damn, I don't know. I don't know if the core gonna be there when you got people like J Cole and and Drake and Kendrick leaving. The game. Mm-hmm. They are, we, I mean, it is going to get left to. Nah, for sure. And the fact that they're doing, and you know what, there's people like J.I.D. and Corday that are doing the same things, but they're not going to, I don't see them doing a 250K first week type shit. Nah. And so, remains to be seen on what that looks like, you know, but times is changing. 100. But um, over this weekend, Chris Rock put out his stand-up. What um, was that joint called? It was called like damage selective or, outrage. Oh, I, oh, I it thought was, it was just called outrage. Selective outrage. It was called selective outrage, mm-hmm. and uh, it was live stream on Netflix, which I thought was cool. I had my thoughts about it, but on the surface, I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. I watched Terrence. I, I think you just kind of watched some clips from it, but I watched it live. Like waited. They had like a little pre-show with Leslie Jones and some other art, uh, some other uh, comedians, mm-hmm. but. Once it got to like 8.59, they were like, all right, here we go, Chris Rock. And then it came on. It was dope. But um, I didn't watch it because I did not want to. I just didn't care to. I've seen some clips of Chris Rock 
on t- on his tour, and I'm like, damn, like, I'm not gonna say I didn't want to watch it, but I didn't watch the live stream because I was like, I don't know, something about me told me I didn't want to watch old Chris Rock, and, I, and Terrell was kind of frowning on me when I said that, but I said, I just felt like he was just gonna be up there and it's gonna be like watching my dad do a stand up. Love my dad to death. But if it's not my dad, I'm like, all right, I don't really care to see a 50-year-old nigga get up there talking about how the youngins are. And I didn't know. This was me being kind of like, I was just kind of being, you know, yeah. But look, once I saw the reviews for it, I said, damn, well, you know what? I wasn't too far off. I get I was kind of, no, nah, you still need to watch it for yourself. Um, I saw a lot of the, I saw the highlights of it. I'll say that. The Will Smith shit. Because yeah. that's cool, but when Dave Chappelle, who's also 50-plus drop, y'all going to watch. Dave Chappelle and, and Chris Rock right now, to me, are in two different leagues. That We could agree or disagree, though. I, I, I give well, Chris Rock the legacy piece. But Dave Chappelle, he doing this shit as a 50-year-old. Like, he's almost funnier now than he was. He is. He is. I'm a Chris Rock guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I will never argue with somebody who picks Dave. But... Everybody was looking forward to the stand-up because it was on the heels of the, which is the Oscar Sunday, Sunday, the Oscars, um, the Oscar slap. Oscars. The Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga sound like Christopher Walken. <laughs> on the heels of the Oscars. It was on the heels of the Oscar slap. And, uh, you know, everybody wanted to hear what he was going to say in regards to the Will Smith thing. And so, first off, I'll, I'll just say that as a Chris Rock fan, this was one of his weaker stand-ups, for sure. I thought it was funny, um, but it was definitely weak. You definitely wouldn't like it. From the beginning, I mean, he, I think he finished strong. He said, I wouldn't like it, but I need to watch it for myself. The second, because it's like it has good, there's good jokes in it. It's just some jokes are like, all right, Chris, you better than this. Like the, yeah. so See, that's kind of what I figured. Yeah. And you know, since it was live on uh, Netflix. Netflix, it wasn't edited. It literally felt like it was no edits. It was like a live show for real. It was like a live show. Yeah, they said he he, he had a, a couple small mess ups. Yeah, he had he some saying. fucked up. He was like, hold up, I fucked up the joke. And he kind of went back. But the stand up. Get was, to the shits, Terrell. I'm going to say what I think about the stand up. I don't give a fuck if you didn't watch it. I watched it. As a Chris, as a Chris Rock fan, it's of, like we get that you are a kill fan the messenger. And you watch the stand up, you know? Of Kill the Messenger and Bring the Pain and the Classics, even after Tambourine, I thought it was all right. I guess what everybody wants to talk about is the the fact that he addressed the Will Smith slap, which I thought that was dope. He smoked that part. That part was very funny. So far as the st- the special as a whole, it was odd. What do you think about uh? See, because my thing is I don't really have any like. I guess you watched it, so you got yeah. That's on you. That's Chris Rock, one of my favorites. Chill. I mean, like, I'm not trying to comfort you. I'm just saying like I didn't. Re- I mean, hey, like I said, I thought the special was mid. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it was nothing that anybody needed to run to. Chance, you didn't see it. Like I said, I saw clips from it, but like, you just told me that I wasn't going to like it if I watched it. You just told me there were jokes where you said that it wasn't good. So me saying that it's mid, you agree <laughs> that I it is mid. Like you can't say that because you didn't see it. Okay. Well, I have heard. We watched this documentary. That's going to be on Movie Suggestion of the Week, this documentary we watched. But I swear, in the whole documentary, they kept saying, well, someone said that. I'm like... <laughs> Who in this documentary got facts? You like shit, boy. You doing the same thing. Anyway, all I'm going to say is that I felt like it was mid, and then most of the response seemed like it was that, as far as And that. it was. I think the, the parts with Will, with Will Smith with Chris Rock, though, that kind of sparked a conversation about if, if you thought Chris Rock was a bitch or not. 
Do I think Chris Rock is a bitch? Yeah. Do you think Chris Rock is a bitch, or do you think Will Smith is a bitch for smacking Chris Rock? I These think, are two goats, too, and we talking about them like they just, you know. Is Chris Rock a bitch, <laughs> or is Will Smith a bitch? I think, uh, but what do you we, think? Let's say what you think. I think who looks more bitch-made in a situation? Who looks more like a bitch in a situation, would you say? Is it the guy who smacked this dude because he talked about his wife, or is the guy who got smacked? We have a, and um, didn't, you know, yeah. One of our most controversial podcasts was, um, and the award goes to, no, is that what it's called? No, Idols Become Rivals, forgive me. Um, where we talked about the Will Smith slide, because we both were on Will Smith's side. At one point. We were kind of opposed at, at a certain point. It was like it was wrong, but we, you definitely took a big, he's, it's, a, it's a man thing, he's a man, he's passionate. But uh, I don't think Chris Rock is a bitch. Yeah, I don't, all right, but let's not just say a bit. Let's not, let's not call anybody out their name. Fuck that. We're not even going to do that. What I will say, I think Chris Rock got up there and completely, like, validated why Will Smith should, should have smacked him. I felt completely validated in how I felt about Will Smith and the situation after, the, after it happened once I seen what Chris Rock was saying on, on stage. And why is that? Because I just feel like... <laughs> was it something Chris Rock said? Was it the fact that he doubled down? Yeah, like, yo, hold up. This me. If I talk about your girl and you smack me, right? Mm -hmm. I have a problem with what you did, right? But I understand that you felt it was disrespectful. You know, like, if... if Keep going, I'm going to turn the screen. I don't want... I'm not trying to disrespect anybody's... Imagine talking about somebody's girl or they... they, they somebody in their family and somebody really get upset about that. Even as a comedian, I feel like, yo... My bad, yo. You know, I don't know what's going on with y'all, but I'm not trying to add to y'all, you know what I'm saying, to y'all fire or whatever. But, I, like, I get Will Smith went out there and smacked him. You got tagged for it. He smacked who he could smack. I don't believe that. I believe that. I don't believe that. I think you got up there. And see, that's, see this, is why I, this is why I said I, don't, I feel like Chris Rock, you, you take the L in the situation. Because don't get up there and try to say... <laughs> <laughs> this stand-up was funny. <laughs> he smacked me because he knew he could beat me. He did. And then you up there trying to call him a bitch. That's some, that's some, you smack, he said, but Chris Rock's I point, don't think Will Smith smacked you because he knew he could beat you. I think he smacked you because you said dumb shit out of your mouth. And you yeah, thought that you was going to get away with it like because you was in front of white folks. Terrence, like Chris. And he went up there and tagged your ass and you were surprised. Like Chris Rock said. Everybody called him a bitch. Drink Champs called him a bitch. This person called him a bitch. And who does he hit? Me. The nigga he can beat. That is honestly, hit. this is Chris Rock way of getting, this was Chris Rock's way of getting back at Will. This is my thing, Terrence. I get it why Will Smith slapped you. But the fact that Chris Rock handled it the way he handled it, I don't think he's wrong in handling it this way. I would have did the same thing if I couldn't slap you back. You could have smacked him back. You just chose not to. But you, but, but it wouldn't have been right for him to just start fighting on stage. That would make Chris Rock wrong. Yo, and this is what I was going to tell y'all. If a nigga come up to you right, right where you are, like say you in the gas station, a nigga come up to you and smack the shit out of you. It just literally just walks off, right? The gas station is not the Oscars. And, and that's why I'm saying for real, for real, it ain't even really about the location. It's not about the fact that they was at the Oscars. Let's say Because I'm not really talking about what happened. I'm talking about the aftermath. It don't matter where you are. If a nigga smack you and you don't do anything, right? We're not saying that, wow, you should have smacked them. 
You should have you should have fought him right where you was. I get it. It's situational. You can't go forward calling him a bitch. Though. Because you can. If somebody you, you didn't do shit. Tank. Okay, that's like if you standing outside, right? A nigga's you like this. can't Tell go us, on a tour calling me a bitch Tank. and I smacked you. Now and you oh, didn't do shit. Yes, you can. You know why? Because it's not like you said, it's not like I said, fight me, uh pussy. And you said, man, you tripping. Then I slap you. It's like if a nigga stood outside or a nigga caught you in the hallway at school. And look, you're not looking. He snuffed the shit out of you on some, I'm going to sneak the nigga shit. You ever seen niggas do that? All right, man, whatever. And then they sneak him on some pussy shit. If he call you a bitch after that, he can. Because you just like snuck me. You didn't even give me a chance to fight. I didn't know you was coming up on the Oscar stage to smack me. I'm thinking about like my childhood, right? Like I get what you're saying. But think about this situation. So let's say something happened to your mother, right? Let's say your mother's sick. You remember we was young? Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yada, yada, we going back and forth. Your mother. But this your person's mother's yep. sick, right? Yeah. So he smacked the fuck out of you, right? Let's say he beat your ass. He gets suspended, right? Whole time he's suspended, right? You going around calling him a bitch. And you going around saying all he of that. He snuck me. He snuck me. He's a bitch. Everybody knew he's a bitch for that. Everybody knows that's a bitch ass move. I didn't know I'm his just mom was sick. You know, you look like the bitch. That's not true, Terrence. I don't agree. If if it's me, I'm gonna get smacked, and I'm gonna say, you know what? Nah, Terrence. You, you know what? You know what? I'm not going on tour talking about how another nigga smacked me, and he knew he could beat. Nah, but this is how. No I way, not me. Now this is what I'll say too. Let's take your same example about how a nigga slapped you in school, right? Because his mother sick, whatever. Yeah. Imagine if the principal come to you and say, "Do you want us to suspend this nigga? Do you want us to send him home for the day?" And, and you know I, what you I, say? Nah, no, don't suspend him. Nah, don't send him home. Yeah, it's whatever. It's cool. And I thought that that was stand. I thought that was stand up of Chris Rock at first. That he didn't press charges. Will Smith wanted to offer an apology and sit and, and talk to him. He said, nah, I'm good. But then you're going to go on tour talking about how I'm a bitch. And then you doubling down and saying the shit that got you smacked. And you talking about my son now. Okay, bet. You are a bitch. And I, I'm glad I smacked the shit out of you when I was on stage. Because look at what you end up doing. True colors being shown to me. Don't act like you got respect for me. I don't give a fuck if you didn't press charges. You should have you should have pressed the charges if this if that's gonna be the case. You this, know what I'm saying? Terrence, am I tripping? Yes. Because if you go back and look at the fact that this nigga smacked you in the face. I get it. Now nothing listen, he could do at the Oscars. Now, right. But think about how it would piss you off that this nigga ends up winning, right? He goes up there and talks about the disrespect, which you can't take away the fact that you disrespected this man. But he goes up there, talks about the disrespect. He won. Then he's at the after party. Yo, yo, one, two, when we coming with me. <laughs> I would be pissed off. I would be so hot. I would have started writing that night. So that's why I'm like. I would have started writing jokes <laughs> that night. Because that's, what, because that's what I do. Terrence, if a nigga slap you and there's nothing you can do, you're going to bring heat to the pod. No, They're I'm gonna, not. That's what you do. You honestly, but Terrence, this is my thing. Chris Rock, you're could, gonna look worse. But T, could could Chris Rock have done a stand up and not address this? I don't think he could have. I'm not saying that he couldn't have. And Dave Chappelle would 100 percent have addressed it too if it was him. My, I just felt like the way Chris Rock addressed it, I didn't think he was gonna address it like that. 
I thought Chris Rock was going to address it from the standpoint of just being like, I didn't know what was happening. I ain't even know what's going on with him. Almost like he did. He, it's he almost did. like if you got like attacked by a dog or some shit. It wasn't like this personal thing. It's like a randomized thing. I was caught, but caught in the blind. You know what I'm saying? Blind. Nah, side. Terrence, that's random. It was personal. This was 100% personal, and it, to me, I just felt like Chris Rock's response. I'm like, damn, you look personally like affected by this. Yeah, and, and like low key, mm -hmm. I don't. I haven't gotten past the fact that you said that shit about his wife. I thought that shit wasn't cool. And I don't like for it. I don't like people kicking people while they down. You know that everybody oh. joking on this man. They even came out before oh. and talked about how there was inappropriate jokes told at the different award shows. Uh -huh. It was out there. You you saw the opportunity to tell a joke with me, and that's what I don't like what people do. You know you know I'm sensitive on something, but you want so bad to make everybody in here laugh. You will make me the butt of the joke. Knowing how I might feel about it because you want them to laugh. Like, that's why I, everybody didn't like what Chris Rock said at the end of his stand-up stand where he said, you know you don't fight in front of white people. It's like, that was your real issue with the whole thing. That's why you was, that's why you real mad because he smacked the fuck out of you because you thought you was going to make a joke out of me for these white people. That's no offense to nobody or whatever. Anything that is like true. That. But it's like. That part of it is true. Chris. Don't sit up here and try to act, you know, like, come on, bro. I just don't like the fact that people are calling Chris a bitch because I feel like this is how he was going to respond. He didn't. I think he did the most noble shit ever. I think. I don't think Chris Rock is a if bitch. If he would have pressed think, charges and look, he's sitting in court with the nigga because he slapped him or he's looking for restitution, not restitution, but he's looking for payment or something like that. He did that shit the most stand up way, if you ask me. I don't think that was the most stand up way. I was glad he did that shit because honestly, Will Smith. You have faced no... You still won the Oscar. You still went on and do what? Look, almost another Oscar-winning performance with, um, with, with the, the Enslavement Joint. And he can't go back to the Oscars for 10 plus years. Because of your decision to slap me. That had nothing to do with me. All I'm saying Nigga, you is can you still about act, there's no consequences. You got bad boys full coming. You just did... You just finished a big-ass press run for... What was the joint called? Emancipation. Emancipation. Mm -hmm. He good. If I'm Chris Rock, I got to now... You... But, like, I was good before the slap, you know? I was good before the slap. All of this shit was going to happen whether I smacked your ass or not, Chris. Now you got a whole tour based off the slap. Think about it. I took, a, I took time off and had to get back to shit that I was already going to do. I was already going to do Bad Boys 4. You think that they said, oh, we doing Bad Boys 4 because that slap, that's going to get asses in seats. No, I was going to do that shit already because of my last performance of my last movie. That's why. Chris, you're doing your entire press run. That joint called Selective Outrage. That joint is all about me. It is so not. Low key, it is I'm not. giving you back what I what I put on your face. You using it. You getting out here. You, you got a Netflix joint. You tore uh, it. You talked about it. You calling you me damn, a bitch. You damn right. You talking about my son, my wife on your, on your joint. And you doubling down. And you know I can't smack you again. But you already know what happened when you said that shit in my grill. You snuck me. You snuck me. I snuck you. I walked smack up to you and put it on your face. Don't make it seem like you saw me in a parking lot. Wow, dude. <laughs> Don't make it seem like you walked up to me in a parking lot. He didn't bust some what's up type shit. You walked up here. I'm thinking this is a bit. We got on suits at the Oscars. We got on suits at the Oscars. See, that's what I don't like. People saying he smacked me. He knew he wasn't going to get slapped back. That's not fair. 
Because if these niggas would have started brawling at the Oscars, then y'all would have been talking about how you can't take black folks nowhere. What, wasn't, what also wasn't fair was the fact that he going to get up there and say and talk about my wife, shit on my family, what I can't do nothing. Oh, why? Because he's at the Oscars. Well, he should have went up there and smacked them. Oh, but I was at the Oscars. Well, look, y'all would have did the now, same thing. You're right, but we wouldn't be sitting here saying, yeah, you know what happened when I, you know what happened when he said Imagine, about you. And we wouldn't do that. And like he said, drink champs called him a bitch, right? Look at what Chris Rock said. This person called him a bitch. You called him a bitch. He called him a bitch, but then he smacks me. Well, look, do you not see the writing on the, on the wall, Chris? Everybody called him a bitch, right? You say that, and if I sit right here and do nothing, you just said what everybody was saying about me, right? So, look, can you imagine Chris Rock says that? What is my narrative now? Will Smith's a bitch. And I it's you. Agree. I agree right, with you. You said that. <laughs> I agree with up. you. Yeah, let me all at you real quick. I agree. Ah! I agree with you about the Will wow, side. Wow, dude. I agree with you about the Will side. But with Chris side, you <laughs> damn right I'm going to make jokes about this shit for the rest of my life. Don't make it seem like he had no opportunity. This man, Will Smith, smacked him, went downstairs and said, yes. Terrence, Look, didn't even let you Terrence, get They at the Oscars. Didn't even they at the Oscars. Right, but he didn't even let you finish your, your whole, like you couldn't even present. He said, He's keep right. my wife name out your mouth. And you was up there like. They at the Oscars. It's like, Terrence, nigga, you slapped me at the Oscars. If that I'm was Rock, some bitch ass shit. I'm sorry. If I'm Chris Rock, slap me at the after party. If I'm Chris Rock and you, and, and you came up and smacked me and I was on stage, that'd be one thing. I said, I'm going to have to talk to this nigga because maybe he was playing. I don't know. Like, I, don't, I just don't know what just happened. But since I'm at the Oscars, I'm going to just do this. But this nigga's down there talking about, yeah, keep my so-and-so name out your mouth. I don't know if I could have presented. I'm like, all right, hold on. Well, all right, bet, all right. So do you want me to come down there right now? They would have had to go to commercial break. I can't not do anything. Have this nigga physically so check me easy. and verbally check me. He said that shit twice, and he said, uh, it's yeah, nothing so the nominee is nothing worse. Nah. And I'm not going to go on and then call this nigga a bitch. It's man. nothing worse Money. than somebody saying, if it was me there, and he should let me, what I would have did. You don't know you on the Austin, the biggest stage in the world, the biggest movie night of the year. You're right. I'm not going to say I would have smacked it back or anything, but I wouldn't be going on a tour talking about how I got smacked. You're a comedian. Yes, you would. This is what I'll say, though. Um, in terms of the selective outrage, the older comedian doing the jokes about how the new generation doesn't let you do anything and you'll get canceled if you do this and you can't say that. Let's leave. Chappelle has already ran that kind of into the ground in a sense. Successfully. Very funny. Very funny he did. Mm -hmm. But that angle to me is tired. And I feel like that's the one gripe I had with the whole special is yeah. the the selective outrage piece wasn't executed like I know like normally Chris Rock executes. Yeah. And so, but I mean, I don't think my guy's a bitch. I don't think that Chris Rock is a bitch. I think the person that looks more like a bitch in the situation would be Chris Rock though. I don't know. And the people getting online saying Chris Rock was never funny. I that was never come on, yeah, come on. That was now. ridiculous. You've never if you've never seen Bring the Pain or Kill the Messenger. And that said something to me about the masses. Like, damn, when Will Smith smacked Chris Rock, we, we watched everybody just shitting on Will Smith. Chris Rock comes out with a stand-up. Now he was never funny. Y'all were on Will Smith's side this whole time? That's what people do. That's how people are. It's, it is insane how we flip on people. They flipped on Joey Swole. For real? This motherfucker's advocating for everybody in the gym. And then, 
Now, motherfuckers don't know who Johnny Floyd is. Y'all have seen this nigga. Go ahead, Terrell. Go ahead. Um, but he's advocating for everybody in the gym. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, there was a couple of videos where some people were, you know, falsely accusing some fellas of, you know, being creeps. He comes out in support of the guys. Now he's a fucking. He, oh, because it's gonna be. You know what I'm the saying? The more he, you pick a side, the more it's gonna be that other side coming smack at your neck. And that's the thing, motherfuckers start flipping. Mm-hmm. Now little baby's falling off. He was never good. Little All baby's right. falling off now, right? But let's say it something something would have to happen to where people could get on the opposite end of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know what? Like little baby's falling off, right? All right, bet. But then, look, little baby's about to put out this project with Drizzy. Uh huh. If that joint is fire. Where's all the people that were saying he was falling off? It won't. And that's the thing. Like, you got the people who, yeah. Have y'all not heard Wants and Needs? Y'all wouldn't want an album of Never Recover? You get why people are saying it. And then going back, you know what? Going back to our um, conversation about, you know, the next crop of rappers. Yeah. If somebody was to say Rod Wave was next or, or Baby, there's a bunch of people that would say, hell no. But they doing the numbers. Nah. Obviously, that generation... I think when you talk, talk about them. next, though, people talk about this crown type of thing, and it, I just don't think we're going to have that. I don't even think anybody has the crown now. Think about it. Who has the crown? We just got a bunch of niggas talking about it. Yeah, they know who the top is. They know who the top. None of you niggas are. None of you niggas have sat on the throne. We, we know who the three are. a bunch of families on some Game of Thrones shit looking at the throne, but nobody has really sat up there for real. So when y'all retire, nobody's gonna sit. Up there. Nobody's ever gonna sit up there. Everybody's just gonna keep remixing shit. Did you hear about uh, Ray Shrimmer? Not Ray Shrimmer, but uh, Sway Lee. He was so happy because he got this sample clear. And they and people think it's gonna be the uh, the Eminem stand joint. stand joint. And it's like, man, fuck this. Make your own shit. We should not be seeing. Artists getting excited that they get a sample so they can just merch off of, a, of another nigga song. That shit. How long are we gonna see artists doing that? Like now, we Terrence, do artists know how we feel about that. Like for years though, people have been getting excited about getting samples clear, but it is different nowadays because people you know samples. It's these days. Yeah, because people samples don't just be a sample. It be the it be. Did you hear uh, Sway Lee's version of of the stand joint? No, is it just like it? No, he's saying like my lean's gone cold. I'm wondering why. Uh, that's not him. Is that his? That's that's Sway Lee. Oh no! So it's like I heard that on TikTok. Yeah. Man, I don't want to hear that shit. It's like he's gonna talk about like putting four point five pounds in my bag. What? I don't want to hear this shit. I'm sorry. I don't want to hear this shit. I know I might have the words wrong, y'all. But it's just like, yo, I'd rather you just say, yo, we put, we spinning that stand again. So you mean now when we hit a stand beat, it's going to be this nigga Ray Schremer talking about weed. <laughs> Fuck this. Nah, yeah. And honestly, that's one of the greatest rap songs of all time. I think the, uh, the Eminem disrespect. And this is uncommon. I'm not going to say it, I don't want to deem it disrespect. I think it's dis the Eminem disrespect is crazy. People saying Eminem's not even my top 15. Eminem's not in my oh, top yeah, 10. That is crazy. Yeah, this man is responsible for everybody that has stands. When people say, oh, you a Drake stand. Oh, you a such and such stand. 
Y'all would not say that without this trans one song. A trend don't do that though. You Terrence, can't say but, because because Soldier Boy ha is, is responsible for a lot of shit. So is he top fifteen? Terrence, but Soldier Boy doesn't have a song. He's responsible for a lot what of shit. What is he responsible for, nigga? This nigga. What so, is he responsible for in terms Soulja of rap? Soldier Boy is responsible. You talking no, about stands? Name one You're of his not songs. Talking about rap. Name one of his songs that has had an impact. That way. And this is the thing. It's not, oh, I was the first nigga to wear shades with writing on it in my video. Nah, we talking about a song that was so great this that nigga, this shit literally became real life. This nigga Soulja Boy is arguably responsible for, you know what? Y'all gonna give him credit for FaceTime because kiss me through the phone. Nah, but look, the, what you saying about Eminem and why he's great? Oh, he's the reason why people call each other Stan. That song, That Tan. song was great, but like... You're tripping. One song that sparked a, a trend, a lifetime trend, doesn't make you top. You know, I think he's top five for other reasons. His pen is elite. Top, I mean, top ten. You know, that you got album, it. I'm just saying. I just that, and that's where I think the disrespect comes because you got it. Watch your mouth. But you got it. I got you. Rolling loud this weekend. Um, shout out to everybody that went. Um, it was dope to kind of see the clips going around. I don't know how people was watching that joint. Yeah. Um, I think there was, I think there was like some YouTube streams, but the only thing I got to say about Rolling Loud was, you know, the Uzi shit. Okay. This man, Lil Uzi was on some super, you don't want to say anything else about the, the event though? Like I mean, there was I a bunch of dope performances. Yeah. I, don't like I mean, crazy shit that happened with Cardi. Well, you want to talk about that first? Well, I don't want to just say Rolling Loud this weekend. I just want to talk about the Uzi shit. It's like, you know, all right, back. Rolling well, yeah, Loud was more than just that. All right. Didn't you watch all the performances and all of that? Terrence, Wasn't I you telling me you watched all the performances and y'all set up and watched the performances? You don't got nothing to say? I didn't watch all the performances. I was going to start with the Uzi shit, and then I was going to talk about how these artists don't really perform like that no more. You the one that wanted to talk about uh, what happened with Cardi. What happened? What did he do? His performance was crazy. I think people got injured. I don't even know if some I don't know if somebody passed away or almost did, but I know his show was his show, at least his joint was crazy. The Wayne joint was crazy. Nicki Minaj came out. Nicki Minaj's little mic didn't work. Nah, yeah. But there was a lot of different, you know. I think Future had a set, right? Future joint was Future joint was dope. Yeah. Everybody had a dope set. I mean, go ahead and get to the Uzi shit. I mean, it was like a regular, you know, Coachella or whatever weekend. I mean, artists was up there performing. I was going to talk about, you know, I, before I get to the Uzi shit, that's what I was talking about. A lot of people just be up there joint just letting they song play and the artist, I mean, and the crowd is enjoying it. So I think the experience was probably better for people that were there. 100%. Versus, and, and look, not even because of this great, crazy performance. Like, we just watched The Weeknd at SoFi on HBO Max, yeah. right? And he's up that joint singing and performing every track. He's not doing a bunch of one, two, three, mic out to the crowd. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's what a lot of these artists were doing. Nikki, and for Rolling Loud, makes sense. Nikki didn't even perform her new track. She was like, I just put this out. I'm about to let this run. And look, she just threw it back on the speaker. That was awkward as shit. I don't know why she did that. They did her, they did her job dirty with her mic. But I wanted to see, I wanted to hear her like spit the, yeah. the new verse. Yeah. But and and that's not just her. It was a bunch of artists that was doing that. Even even this nigga Drizzy does that now. I think it makes sense for Rolling Loud. Like 
This is a big ass audience. It's a festival. That's just a vibe, you know? But I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, you know, shout out to everybody that was there. I guess it was a better there. They had all of these little, they had the little teleprompters for people to read mm -hmm. their lyrics. But the Uzi shit really stuck out to me because he he made a lot of people. He did. I'm not a super spiritual dude, but the Uzi shit was a little weird. You know what I'm saying? I Explain. Make a, I make. He said, "I make a city girl. I make a. What do you say? I make a city girl believe in Satan." Mm -hmm. And honestly, we've been saying for years how Uzi is kind of. You, you see his name. Has been, yeah. I mean, but to me, it's kind of like, I think they, I think he doesn't care. I think a lot of artists don't really care and they just be doing this shit just to piss off the people who do. Yeah, I think so too. You know, like what's cool? Like, is it cool to be religious? Let's keep it 100, y'all. Is it cool to be a lover of God, really, in, in, in like hip hop? Not shitting on it. Y'all know what I'm saying. In hip-hop, if you were to, you were to say, I just love, you know, if you were this God-fearing dude in hip-hop, it would be frowned upon. So people How? have. So it's, it, I'm, all right, I'm not going to say frowned upon, but come on. Who have we ever seen be. You're right. I mean, you're right. That's why I said I felt like hip-hop moved so far away from being religious that now it's. What about Kanye? It, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, okay, so. Even with them, it, even with Jay-Z. Remember years ago when Jay-Z put out the On to the Next One video and they was dissecting that? No, I'm saying what about how Kanye is a lover of God and he, you know, he's got his best gospel album with Donda. Well, Kanye a different breed. Cause he, All I'm yeah. going to say is just like even with Cardi, this nigga's up there with like these rock band white boys. Like we moved so far away from what was... Nah, yeah, what we right. used to. And I think religiously, now I think you're starting to see artists do like devilish, satanic looking shit purposely. Yeah. Like I don't give a fuck about, they don't give a fuck about the reaction. They said, fuck it, we're going to do a whole video, but I just want three skulls right here and a devil head. Nah, yeah. You got people who will be like, it's Illuminati, they making them do that and stuff like that. But now I'm thinking, how do I spark a conversation after this performance? Like, did you see the performance with, uh... Sam Smith on the, the yes, Unholy, 100%. and that mm -hmm. shit was 100% unholy. They did it on purpose. And you see, but that made, I'm not going to say it made sense, but it fit what the shit was about. Yeah, unholy. I just want to rock. It's supposed to be fun, right? No, this motherfucker up that joint looking crazy. All red. With the contacts, his eyes was crazy. But you know what? Maybe he, you're right. He's always been. His name is Lil Uzi Vert. Really, y'all? <laughs> really? Are we really that naive? Nah, you're right. He has been that way. Once we get hit for real, once your nine is over, once you... You know how you'll die on GTA? Oh, you wasted? Yeah. <laughs> once you really do that, you're going to look back and you're like, damn, I was dumb as shit for really jolly believing that. Yeah, Okay. Now, so you mean to tell me you're under you're misunderstood on satanic signals you're getting from an artist named what? Lil Uzi Vert. His name is Lil Uzi Vert. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Nah, I mean you're right. It is. Say it real fast, real. Lil Uzi Vert. Lucifer. That's what it. And when he says it on the when he says it on the track, 
Remember that joint we listened to? Bro, yes. What is that? I just so watched I'm it. Do too much. Yeah. That joint. Mm-hmm. He got a song called 444 plus 2-2-2. I mean, he's been putting the signs out there for years. Then he said, I'll make a city girl believe in Satan. Really, JT? Real ass <laughs> bitch don't give a fuck about a nigga? This what you want? You sound like her cousin. <laughs> really, JT? <laughs> <laughs> that's wild, dog. That's really. wild. But that's y'all man, though. And I would honestly, be interested to see what the Uzi fans think, like, about what y'all guys up there are doing. Like, not this has nothing to do with the music, right? I, I just want to rock. He proved that he could put out, you know. But, like, what do y'all think about that? Nah, yeah. At, for me, I listened to I Just Want to Rock when I went to the gym yesterday, right when I walked in. And, like, I walked in the gym. I had the I Just Want to Rock playing in my head. I looked at all the equipment, and it was like, damn! Look, 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 like the... You the, just the peak like fucking I'm rising. Damn. I'm looking at all of the equipment. Dun, dun, dun. Project. That drain fire. That drain fire. I started looking at all the equipment. I'm like, I'm about to go the fuck <laughs> in. I said, this song is fire. Who gives a fuck if it's satanic? If it's devilish? If it, if look, Terrence, but you, if it offends your religion? It sells. It makes money. That's what they're doing. That's, what, that's how they look at that's it. That's what they're doing. Oh, it affects your religion, huh? That's hard hard to know. 100%. And I I really do think that he be doing this to piss piss your religion. I do think Sam Smith and them did that shit on purpose. You know what I'm saying? The way way religious communities have treated, you know, LGBTQ people. Mm -hmm. Sam Smith and them doubled down for real. Back, because this is what y'all said. Y'all said this is where we were going. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So we about to double down and watch y'all get pissed off. You and that's what I think it is. It's about... I liked when they did it because it was like, you know what? But they you didn't like, like when Uzi did it. Uzi is up there performing songs that have nothing so to I do really with it. So I really just have one question. Respectfully. Is he a brother? <laughs> or is he a cornball brother? <laughs> <laughs> that nigga was right as shit about RG3. Was definitely risking his whole career with that question. <laughs> he ended up not. He get. He, he didn't. He get Is taken he brother. Off. He got taken off TV Poor for that. Ball, brother. Remember that Shannon Sharp game? <laughs> like, look at this motherfucker. All right, Ben. Let's move the needle. Went to go see Creed this weekend. Um, actually, yesterday I went to go see Creed, and we've been. Me and Terrence have been a fan of Jonathan Majors for a long time now, for years now, and he's just really starting to bubble. You know, with um, his role as Kang in Ant-Man, previously Loki. Um, and, you know, his role as Dane in Creed. But we've been a fan of Jonathan Majors for a long time. Um, for us, it really spiked when he did Lovecraft Country, which if you have not seen it, it's on Netflix. It is one of the best written miniseries that you will watch. It's only one season, but man. So good. Talk about something that great beginning, great, great end. Jonathan Majors smoked it, was snubbed for the for the Emmy for Best Actor in the Miniseries. But anyway, um saw Creed last night and bro really like does this shit. Michael B. Jordan, Michael B. Jordan, how do I say this without it coming across the wrong way? I love Michael B. Jordan to death. Michael B. Jordan is my guy. But when it comes to, like, acting, if you really watch the shit, like, if you really study 
actors. And I get he was directing the movie and he did a great job. But sometimes Michael B. Jordan lines, the way he delivered his lines sounds like I can see the script. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can see that you had to say, I'm going to do the best I can. Your line was, I'm going to do the best I can. And you know what you said? I'm going to do the best I can. Jonathan Majors, though, sitting across from him, that nigga just smoked it, bro. He smokes it. So the only reason why I say all of this is because, you know, people were saying, is Jonathan Majors, are we witnessing the next Denzel Washington? You know what I'm saying? Now, this is what I'll say. The reason people said that is because in terms of box office success, you had Ant-Man and now you had Creed. And so people were saying that he's like the next big box office black dude actor. Because think about it. Denzel's not only box office, but he can act very well. So what do you think? Absolutely not. I think it's a, it is a, a, a complete waste of time to have that type of convo. We can talk about how Jonathan Majors is doing great things. But, like, I think that's exactly the issue with what we do where we start saying, oh, since he's doing good, he's the next best we ever had. Come on, y'all. Like, Jonathan Majors also does not have a role that touches, even with Lovecraft Country, you don't really have anything on your resume that, that puts you in any conversation with Denzel yet. I'm sorry. And that doesn't speak to what you don't do, Jay. That speaks to how great that man is. It ain't easy to sit next to him. You don't see these people out here saying, you know what, Timothy Chalamet, he's the next Leonardo DiCaprio. That is 100% what I, I was getting ready to say. Hold up. I was getting ready to say that is exactly what they say. He might be a young, pretty white boy, but we, you have to do something that's going to put you in the same conversation with somebody that's mad levels above you. And your potential doesn't get potential doesn't put you in that conversation. I think it's unfair though to just say, "Yeah, you might be a young, pretty white boy." You're like, nah, this rub and acting. And the reason why these people are being considered with these greats is because they're acting their ass off. But Timothy Chalamet is a beast. Timothy, Timothy Chalamet. That's why they compare him to Leo. But, and I get why you would compare somebody like him to somebody like him. I'm just saying you can't just say because you're young and doing it. That your potential aligns you with him. Not yet. We got to see something for real. Jonathan Majors, we got to see you actually lead a film for real. Devotion was not this crazy movie that everybody loved. Or how many of y'all went and saw Devotion? Jonathan Majors. True. I'm not shitting on him. I'm just saying Denzel Washington is a film lead. He is not a nigga that's good for your film. Never has been. But Terrence, that's look why at the conversation is a little funny, but I'm with you on Jonathan Majors. That's my man. Definitely would never hate him. I'm I'm behind each and everything that he does, like in full support. But like, next Denzel, y'all, we gotta pump the brake a little bit. But if you think about Denzel's early run, yeah, right, where in 1993 he played, you know, he was the supporting role. Listen, 1970, 1993. He was in the he was supporting role in Philadelphia next to Tom Hanks. Uh 89, he was supporting role to Morgan Freeman. And but he like, eventually started to get yeah. lead roles. But you see, but Pelican Brief, he was supporting to, wasn't it? I feel like Jonathan Majors is still in his early 
That's why I'm saying we're not going to put you in a conversation with Denzel, who went on to do great things. Everybody going to start and support. We can't foreshadow and say, like, damn, like, could no. he be? That's what they do it like. Think about Pat Mahomes. People saying he could be the greatest of all time. We're not saying, look. We won a Super Bowl before we started saying that, though. Yeah, but. we gotta, You got to win your Super Bowl first, Jay. And Pat Mahomes has two Super Bowls. We didn't start if, saying Pat Mahomes was going to be one of the greatest. Until he won a Super Bowl. Terrence, but people are saying that he might be the greatest of all time. And they didn't start saying that until he won a Super Bowl. Until he won his second Super Bowl. All right. So you but greatest of all time. The reason why I say that is because Tom Brady got seven rings. What if Pat Mahomes doesn't win another Super Bowl? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Most likely he will. But what yeah. if he don't? Then, then, then it but we still can have the conversation because but the only reason you have the conversation done. is because they won a Super Bowl. If that's what you're not. Terrence Johnson Majors Johnson is winning Super Bowl. Don't have a Super Bowl yet. I would say right now, he's in his glory. Uh, he's in his glory Pelican brief, and that's not when Philadelphia we were, days where it's and early. That, and that's not when we were considering Denzel to be this cream of crop guy. Yeah, but you know that's think when it was, was like, yo, he's great. But like, I'm not putting him next to Denzel. I'm not putting him in any sentence next to Denzel based on what he's done already. And I'm not hating on him. I love him. But I just put more respect on what Denzel does. He is truly one of our GOATs. Denzel is a GOAT. And I'm not saying that Jonathan Majors is the is next Denzel. I do think we can have the conversation. Denzel Washington has done so much shit. He's, he's, he's too so, decorated. He's done so much shit. He's too but, decorated. Because he, he does have lead roles before those movies that I just named. He, he is but they weren't that big. Guy. He didn't become a box office success. He Denzel Washington, let's keep it a buck. Denzel Washington did not become box office until the late 90s. I mean, he definitely got with the right guy. Nah, he honestly, Mo Better Blues came out in 1990. I thought it came out in 89. Nah, it came out in 1990. But that wasn't a box office crazy, oh my God, film. It was still a niche black film. And then he started to become... All I'm saying is he can lead the movie. And that's what I've always wanted to see from Jay. And if you can't do... And if we haven't seen it yet... It's fine, because I still believe that Jonathan Majors can lead a movie. But, next Denzel? Man, I'm going to jump out there. I'm going to jump out there and say, and look, let's not, okay, so Terrence. How do you so think Terrence, your boy Michael B would feel about you saying that he was the best? You didn't see my performance? Michael B, you did a great job directing, but acting? I just think Michael B. Jordan, I don't know. I don't, I would really, I love Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan is my guy. I was hurt when, my, when Lori did that to my guy. As my girl like to say, y'all was hurt. You damn right. We, we was hurt. all hurt from that. When we seen my man at the at the, uh, at the basketball game, we was game. like, look, look at him sitting on the side. She did my man dirty. <laughs> it was bad. But Can you imagine he leave her and she's sitting on the sideline like this? Oh my <laughs> God, we would be trash, Michael B. Jordan. Imagine Barack Obama break up with Michelle Obama and she had the, the State of the Union like this and they said she just really hurt him from losing. Barack, people are going to be like, <laughs> Barack was the worst president we ever had. <laughs> then y'all going to come around yeah. to it, right? But look, uh, let's take away the Denzel aspect of it. I do think that my guy Jay Majors is, it's tough for me to name a black dude that can outact him on screen together. You gotta go get somebody like a Denzel. He's like easy to block captain right now. Who you gotta get somebody for me? You can't just put me on the stage with. You can't put me up here with uh you. Think about it. Michael B. Jordan. Now you are right. 
Majors Ant- is that guy right now. We can't give Major, we can't give Jonathan Majors the credit for the Ant Man uh, box office success because it's fucking Ant Man. It's Marvel. You got comic book fans that are driving that number. Yeah. And then Creed, arguably, you got Rocky fans, and Michael B. Jordan is the lead. You know what I'm saying? So we mm-hmm. can't just give you that. But it's tough to act across. Who you going? Who can you put across from me that's also black and acts? You can put some people across from Jonathan Majors. I think it's gonna be mainly women though. Nah, you can put some brothers up there. You can do. You can do some brothers, but it's women that can go toe to toe with him for real. Is what I'm telling you. I think our in his, talent in his generation. Yeah, I think our talent is is heavy on the women's side. We do, we definitely don't have a lot. I wouldn't mind seeing Majors and Mahershala in the same whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like if Jonathan Majors was a villain type of actor and like, you know, we got the Mahershala Ali uh, Blade joint. I was thinking, I was like, damn Mahershala. Now nah, him 100%. That's somebody I would put, put across from him. I'm like, all right, bad two dudes. But it, it would be hard for somebody to match uh, Jonathan Majors' emotional level that he can take it. That, that dude can take it to a different level. But I'm sure there's that brother out there. Daniel Kaluuya. That there's that brother out there that we don't know about. That's just grinding, doing his thing right now. And the world don't know about him yet. But he'll pop and he'll give that motherfucker pressure for real. Watch. He's not out there yet. And that's what it's about. It ain't about trying to say who we got. It's about finding who up next. Like y'all saying, oh, the, the crown is for the taking. Y'all can hear what we talking about with this music shit. Well, all of my niggas who do music, y'all. It sounds like the, you know what I'm saying? I, if I got the shot, this wide open, I might as well take. Who's going to be the next queen, queen of rap? Or, I'm sorry. Who's going to be the next king of rap? Who's going to be the next big director? Who's going to be the next big actor? Well, you know what? It don't look like somebody's stepping up to the plate. So, yo, why not? I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. So that's how I feel about Jonathan Majors. That's why he said he could be the next Denzel Washington. I feel like I'm a pre- I, I, I definitely respect. Jonathan Major saying it uh being put, you know what I'm saying, in consideration, but definitely we can't have that combo yet. Nah. It's automatically hell oh, hell no. Nah. Oh, oh hell no. Nah. We'll have a better conversation with somebody else before Jonathan Majors to have that type of conversation. We start talking about somebody else. There's other black actors out there who've been doing shit that we can say. There's other black actors that we can put up there with Denzel. Yeah. 100 percent That's why I'm like, Majors, you got. A bit longer ago, but yeah. It's like the best nigga in the game, right? The the hardest nigga to be like. It's like, remember when you had to go and fight Snoop Dogg in the fucking penthouse at the end of Def Jam Fight for New York? Mm-hmm. That was a tough-ass match. That's one of the toughest tough. matches. But you always had to fight Joey Crack in that cage. And everybody knows that was tough. That was tough. Like, to me, Forrest Whitaker. You got to throw Snoop Dogg out the building. Think about this. Forrest Whitaker. You put Forrest, in, Forrest Whitaker in a movie with Denzel. You've yeah. seen Great Debaters. Yeah. Not Great Debaters. Was 100%. that it? 100%. Yeah, 100%. I'm that's up there great, with you. That's a great example of you just got to cross with somebody who can, who can rock. Who you. could, yes. Two heavyweights. 100%. And you can feel it on screen. You yes. can feel it. You need to go see Creed because there's a clear difference between these two niggas. It's clear. Jonathan May just got the, got the role that he could, he could act better in. Adonis Creed, nah, not but, much you could do with that. It's so much Michael B. Jordan could have done more. Well, well it is more. He it's more. He, now, you're right, though. I'm just saying, Jonathan Majors in that role he got. Yeah. And, you know, when you watch him in these interviews and he's just being a regular dude, seeing him in the movie where he got to play this cool dude, yo, that joint is, 
I'm just a fan of it. Did y'all see that picture of Jonathan Majors that was going around with his hands in his pocket? He was skinny. He ain't had a muscle. Oh, no, nah, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> we all got pictures like that, but I said, damn. They, they, they look like he up. was fresh off the, uh, the he set of... Down. They was like, y'all wasn't fucking with my man back here. Nah, they wasn't fucking with us. But, nah, uh, yeah, but, but shout, yeah. Shout out to him, though, because, you know, he's on his come up. Want it. Man, I thought that was dope. Turn up, man. Jonathan Majors is a great guy. Great dude. That's definitely somebody that I'm following, for sure. Um... <laughs> Would you rather be lonely or would you rather have too many friends? And this don't got nothing to do with your money, your wallet. But oh, well, I much think rather be. when you're lonely, there are plus sides and downsides to it. Lonely negative, but low-key, there are plus sides and downsides. I was getting ready to say, yeah. It's, but it's the same with having too many friends. Is too, having too many friends really comparable to being lonely? The only reason why I say this is because I think... There's people out there that have this big friend group. And I don't mean you have too many, many friends, but you've seen it. You've talked to girls that have had big friend groups. Too many friends to me sounds like, okay, I'm in a big friend group of eight, right? And it's always somebody's birthday. It's always somebody throwing a party. So there's a lot of pressure for me to show up and show that I am a okay human being. You know? Okay. Okay, so I got to show it up to this part. I got to show it to that. The person that's lonely doesn't have to... They don't have that type of burden on their shoulders, but it's one that's different. They both look at life in two different perspectives. One wants to be around more people, but feels kind of like put away, the lonely mm -hmm. person. One is probably not looking, for, not looking to be lonely, but like, damn, I got a, a lot of pressure showing up. So that's why I was going to ask you. Like, okay. Would you rather be somebody with the pressures of keeping up with a big friend group, or would you rather... Be somebody that didn't have a big friend group, but you was jolly like lonely. I probably would pick the friend group. The friend group. I think loneliness comes with a level of depression. Yeah. And a level of insecurity that, where as to where the friend group is annoying, mm -hmm. and you still feel the pressure to show up for people, but it's not the same. Being you're, having being a part of both. You don't think the friend group could cause some depression or some insecurities they can you but it's, it's different it's like yeah well to me it's different because i have no problem telling my friend i'm not gonna be there you know what i'm saying yeah so it depends on what type of person you are because for me i have no problem telling you yeah couldn't make it because i gotta my people know i won't even answer the phone sometimes yeah you know what i'm saying but that's i can do it i that's how i am yeah or that's just who i've you know that's just I kind of have accepted that about myself. Like, I can do that. Yeah. So, dealing with the loneliness for me would be tougher because you don't even, you don't have those outlets. Yeah. Because when I need an outlet, I can still lean on one of my friends. I'm not a super terrible nigga. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But for me, I think I would rather be lonely. And the only okay. reason why I say this is because to me, loneliness is temporary, which means everybody's going to go through being lonely at some point in their life. Yep. And for me, I've been in situations where I felt lonely or for my people out there who might go through either a breakup or you go through a big point in your life where you by yourself, you might move somewhere, you might go to college or whatever. When you're lonely, to me, you're learning about yourself. And I think that's the biggest progress about being lonely. Like, all the moments where I was lonely or by myself, I got better with being by myself. It's easier to handle. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And, like, I know a lot about myself. 
when you're oh, oh when you're alone, you learn. I'm sorry, you learn a lot about yourself. So to me, when you get back around your friend group, the insecurities that come from that side of it, where I'm like, damn, like, do they do they think I'm this way? Do they think I'm that? Because I was lonely and spent a lot of time by myself, I got to understand who I was. Like I think I saw this joint that said, what did it say? And I wanted to read it for the pod. It says, the price of loneliness is the knowledge of ourselves. I don't think it's the price. I saw a comment. I saw that on Facebook. Uh huh. I love that. I Say that again. The price of loneliness is the knowledge of ourselves. I think what it should really say is the prize of loneliness. I think when you buy yourself, you get the benefit of learning about yourself. Because think about that person that has that friend group. They're never able to, or they're not able, it's not that they're not able, but like, well, you got to show up for a lot of people often. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know what I'm saying? You are always like, what did you just say? You are always outletted. I always have an outlet. Yeah. When your outlets get cut off and the loneliness period that temporarily comes past everybody's life, the person that has too many friends, it hit heavy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because that's you're true. so outletted. I've been around everybody my whole life. Even like, I can definitely say I've experienced that. Well, you've got a heavy set of just outlets, and then it dwindles down to just you. And then you start really realizing, damn, like, low-key, I have a lot of learning about myself to do. That's why I say if I had to choose a life, I would choose to be lonely. I would choose to just be lone, be dolo, and can float in and out. I don't want to have to live up to the pressures of a friend group because I'm like, once I start feeling like I'm not living up, then you got to deal with not showing up. You got to deal with where you've been at. You got to deal with, yo, you still got your... Nah, yeah, that's true. I'd rather be on some dollar. shit. I understand that. I've been lonely before. And I get lonely too. You know, we singing the new Impressions version, DC. Not, not the, not the <laughs> Drizzy. <laughs> the, uh, I've definitely been lonely before, and it's definitely not, for, it's definitely not fun, but it teaches you a lot about yourself. Yes, sir. This is Mr. Self Trip, uh, Self Trip right here. Mr. Solo Trip. 100%. I'm telling you, everybody that I've told to take a self trip that has taken one, it has helped them out tremendously. And you don't have to fly to a different city. You can literally leave your house and book a a room at a at a hotel in your city for a night or two. And you wake up, you go get breakfast somewhere by yourself in a restaurant, eat. You. You can DoorDash food to your room, and you can literally watch TV. You can be on your phone. You can. I did all of that on my solo trip, but I was in Miami, so I was doing shit, but by myself. I went to, um, I went to the beach alone. I went to the the breakfast spot alone. And you know what's crazy? When you're lonely, and I was lonely when I went on my solo trip. Um, what sticks out to you the most? Damn, my bad, y'all. What sticks out to you the most? on like a trip like that to me was all of the people together because I was by myself. Yeah. So all you see and all you notice is people together. Jesus Christ, too many dinging. But all you notice and all you see is, oh, damn, that's a couple right there. Oh, this is a friend group right here. And mm -hmm. so it's definitely real and it's definitely tough. But if you, if you were that person that had this big friend group and then all of a sudden you lonely, it may be a little harder to... Yeah. That's why I think even though loneliness is temporary, if you feel like you're at a point in your life where you want some dolo shit, it's just like 
that is to, that's to me some of your biggest progress because you really learning about yourself. I feel like when you always have a distraction, you always got somebody that can come in a room and fix whatever negative thought you had. You didn't fix it yourself. Then when it comes down to the point where you do have to fix that shit yourself, uh-huh. then you're like the person that always got help putting something together. Now yeah. that you got to do this shit dolo, you can do it. You're just panicking a little bit. Yeah. It's like, damn, hold up. I'm really by myself. I'm really doing this by myself. You know, like, you can get it done. Yeah. You just know sure. you're doing it dolo this time. 100. And even though it's, you know, like Women's Appreciation Month, fellas, that's a real key thing for us because yeah. the ladies at least be talking to each other or will talk about the shit they're going through. We link up for the game and yeah. it's cool, but. We could be battling something completely crazy when we get alone. Yeah. So learning how to deal with that shit by yourself. The only advice I can give to that person that's dealing with that is not go get with somebody. Go open up. But I'm not going to say none yeah, of that. I wouldn't All say I would either. say is that it's temporary. And I feel like when you win it, it don't feel temporary. But what loneliness you, is 100% a temporary thing. But what would you say to the person that doesn't feel like it's temporary because they've been lonely for a long time? You I, know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it's only temporary because of you. You know what I mean? You still have to maneuver through life. Like, you can't get comfy. And and, and give me this real quick, Terrell, because I feel like you're going to fuck with this. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. You, can't make your, you can't make a home in the corner of a maze. This is my own shit. I, mean, I didn't get this from nobody. But I think what people would do, you think about a maze, you're supposed to be able to get through it to the end. <laughs> you know? But it is literally also made to, like, choke you up and I feel like for real for real this shit is gonna feel like a maze you know and I think some people make a home in a corner of a maze because I might not know how to get out of this joint but I know I can get right back here if I put all of my shit right here in this corner no matter how far or how lost I get I can always at least get back right here you know what I'm saying and instead of me now living this life to get out of the maze now I'm living my life to really I just need to get back to where I left my shit. I'm not even thinking about getting out of the maze. I'm not even thinking about mm-hmm. trying to escape or get through. I'm just thinking about staying as comfortable as possible because if I make this corner comfy, then me being in a maze don't sound too bad because I got my shit right here. I got all my shit right here. Okay. You I know? like that. But like, how do you get out? So that's the only reason why I bring that up. Because we talking about loneliness. Yeah. Only reason why I bring that up is because, like you said, and you because you, I'm bad because you're saying it's temporary. Yeah. But if I'm somebody who's always felt lonely, yeah. right? Let's say I grew up a a different life, or I don't I don't get that many girls, I don't have that many friends, I could be an only child, whatever. I could have been feeling loneliness for a long time. So you telling me just know it's lonely? I could feel like, man, fuck that because I've been lonely for a long time. I would ask you if you are making a home in the corner of a maze, only because loneliness. It's temporary because it's really on you. You can't get upset that you're lonely and you don't put yourself or give yourself any opportunities to change that. That's like me being, that's like me complaining about the fact that I'm dirty, but I never try to take a shower. I never, I never try. Like I, I, at a certain point, me Mm -hmm. act, me saying that I'm dirty is now not because there's an unfortunate reality placed on my back. It's because I have stopped trying to get clean. You know? Yeah, but you said you would tell, you wouldn't, if somebody was lonely, you wouldn't tell them to talk to anybody or go talk to somebody. But how do they get on? That's what, like, because my thing is this. 
I'm not going to tell you to make the first move or what first move you can make. All I can tell you is that it's temporary and it's on you. So, like, whether it's you joining and getting more in tune with your interests or you getting out of your box and doing something you've been afraid to do. These are things that can keep you from being lonely. And lonely don't always mean partner, like girlfriend. Lonely is I don't have anybody that I can talk to about this game. I don't got anybody that I can talk to about sports. Mm -hmm. Think about it. If I was, if I, when I look at myself, and y'all know what I do, I go to the gym. But y'all know how many people I talk to in the gym about like sports and shit, and I see them all the time, and it's kind of like, am I chilling with them after? After are we catch? Are we getting beers and are we drinking? No, but right. I'm putting myself in an environment to meet somebody or run into somebody that might be like, hey, bro, you know we shoot hoops after this if you wanna if you wanna link. Right? Yeah, you never know. Yeah. So for me, that's why I say like your your lonely period is temporary, but it's only temporary if you're still flying around. If I'm branched up. Then I'm then nothing's gonna happen. I can't tell you where to go. Nah, that's true. And you know what? Shout out to Candace because our sister Candace, she her friend group now is completely different than the friend group she had when she was growing up in school. Yeah. And I think for a little period of her life, she was just kinda like doing her. And she ended up meeting who are now her best friends a little bit later in life. Yeah. So that does happen. I like that though. I'll I'll end it with just saying don't make a home in the corner of a maze. No matter what situation you're in, it's easy to get comfortable with what comfortability. Yeah, that it's easy to yeah to be comfortable. That's true. That's so. It's that's easy such to a make great a thing. shit situation comfortable. You know? Hell yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, wow, that's cr that's crazy because that's something that I I've been thinking on for a minute. Now that was actually dope because yeah, yeah. I One love thing that. we do want to get on here and say just very quickly because we talked about it a couple weeks. The John Moran situation where he flashed the gun. I know y'all seen it all week. Everything's happened. We've talked about it and defended Jaw on the last couple podcasts. So we just wanted to get on here and say there's really nothing that we can say about that. It's just an L for John Moran. I don't, yeah. I think everybody's in agreement on it. I don't know why you thought that that was smart to do. After everything that you had on your back, they was already saying that you got an assault with this kid at a school. And then they said that y'all had the red lasers pointed. When he got on the camera, he's smiling, giddy as shit, holding a gun. I said, you actually look dumb. I would tell you to your face, you look dumb, bro. You should really regret that. I think this is a lesson. regret that. I think this is a lesson to everybody that thinks that people are just hating on them. And you think you have all of these haters. Look at John Morant's situation as a lesson to everybody that you just think everybody hating. At some point, people trying to help you, or sometimes the criticism is like healthy, you know what I'm saying? Or right. constructive. And it's not always motherfuckers hating because John Morant was told several times by people, and sometimes in harsh ways, Ja, you worth this. Ja, you got this, and you're supposed to be that. You ain't supposed to be squandering this opportunity. We all talked about it on the TL how, yo, he's just like fucking this up. And Ja just kept doing him all the way to the point where he blocked all of that out. And guess what? He gets online. Now he's blocked all of it out to the point where now you're online and you, you brandish a gun, right? Yeah. To, to regular people, it's like, I have friends that will do that. You know what I'm saying? Get yeah. on live and they got their strap, whatever. Or put up their story and they got their strap. But the, see how the shit different when you're a $200 million nigga? Now, it's not this motherfucker having fun on this platform. Now, it's 
John Morant, pro basketball player, brandishing a weapon on Instagram Live. Now it's like some serious shit. Yeah. But everybody that was trying to help you, man, there's haters everywhere. These niggas don't want to see you win. These niggas praying on my downfall. It's like, all right, now you learn a lesson. Now you're taking some time away. And I think he's handling it the right way. He came out and said, yo, I'm going to just take some time away. Hopefully, you know, just to kind of reflect. And his team hopefully is helping him with that because somebody that's super likable has become somebody that people villainize. They calling this man Ja Wick. Ja Wick. I was that? Ja Warrant. No. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> Some of these joints was funny as shit. But shout out to him. Hopefully he comes back, you know, refreshed and back to it because them boys is well, they third they third in the West now. Kings. I've been keeping up. Shout out to the Kings. I'm actually really big on Ja Morant coming back and like cooking. I think, yeah. I think he's got a troubled past, and everybody wants to act like Mr. Goody Two Shoes these days. But like, there's a very oh. toxically ghetto, there's a ghetto fabulous love story with this John Moran situation, where we're gonna look back and it's gonna look dope. It's always bad when it's ha- when it happens, but when we look back at your career, if you do go on to do great shit, they gonna talk about how in the beginning you thought you was this, whatever. I mean, that's. That's the story of all of us black men, low-key. Thinking we something we not when we young. Who are we to really talk about him even though he's on a big stage? We can talk about his opportunity and all of that. We right. We are right. And he is wrong. However, there is a part of me that, that want that ghetto, that ghetto fabulous love story where we watch the black dude have trouble but go on and be successful and be great. We deserve to see that. This is a you part know? of that, though. Because yeah. we doing our due diligence and everybody is smacking his hand and saying, you wrong. I'm just saying yeah. that don't change the fact that I really want to see bro Wednesday. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? That is, that is true. This is just a part of that story for him. Everybody yeah. had to. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the people coming out and saying, you know, I am John Morant. I had a pistol. You know, all of the Paul Pierce and. Well, Paul Pierce was in a stack. real. Yeah. Paul Pierce in a real situation. So he really didn't. He really was fearful for some shit that was going to happen because some shit did happen to him. So when Paul Pierce came out, I know how people look at Paul Pierce now, but I'm like, yo, Paul Pierce is in a real situation. So I get his viewpoint on it. Except, yes, Paul, carrying it, you're right. The flashing it on the Instagram is what we, we all, we can't, you know, we can't. You look, you look childish when you did that, John. Knowing everything going on, if they'd have caught you going in your, you know, if they'd have caught it on you, that's different. You put that shit in the camera yourself, bro. That's why it's like, yo, you make your bed, you lay in it. We just we gonna sit here and look at you. Nah, yeah. And it was this dude that was uh told us he listened, told me he listened to our podcast. He was fighting so hard for Ja. And I told him, I said, bro, people will look at your point of view and try to, you know, say, oh, you you making excuses for him, whatever. And there was a lot of people that make excuses, but I understand that point of view, like. You just want to see bro win. And he was thinking about how other people get to do this and we don't say shit. And, and, but I was like, I, I get what you trying to say. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So shout out to bro. I can't wait for him to come back. Cause it's going to be hell for niggas. Same. All right, back. Course of action. You got any? I got one. You ready? First and foremost, let me say this. I told Terrell last week we did course of action. I just felt like it wasn't that good. Not as good as the first one. 
So I told him we shouldn't do these on some bull. It shouldn't be bullshit, you know? I want it to be something like that we really fuck with. I like the one from last you week. You know? The one from last week was cool, but I just know we did it just because we did it the week before. We ain't come prepared, prepared. Well, people fucking with it. And I'm glad and that's what I'm saying. I'm glad people are fucking with it. I'm just letting y'all know we trying to take it. We I'm I I'm trying I'm trying to take it serious. Ow, what I just do? Ooh, that hurt. Playing with my uh calluses. Ooh. Yeah, you need to maybe start wearing some uh mm. start oh. wearing some of the uh the struggle gloves in the gym. Damn, that hurt. Ow. Okay. Um All right. But yeah. Sorry. Um you want to go first? I got one right here. All right, yeah, I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to let you rock first. Get yours ready. I have mine ready. Okay. Um, bet it says, you're walking with your girl down the street, right? DC shit. And uh, at the end of the block, you see a group of young men, right? Yeah. Just a group. Damn, that's crazy. I already, I, I just went over this same situ- scenario outside of this podcast. Go ahead. Yeah, you, you're walking down the street. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the street. Group of niggas, probably let's call it 10. Yeah. 10 men. They young. Some of them got on ski masks. Some young. They're probably young. They're probably all younger than you. Probably teens, 19, 20. Um, but they're just smoking weed, chilling on a corner. Mm-hmm. You with your girl. Yeah. Y'all just left from wherever y'all coming from. Y'all walking back to wherever. Do you walk? What do you do? What Where do you what do you do in that situation? Are you? Am I going to my whip? Yeah, but you got options. You can cross the street. Yeah. And go down this way where the niggas are on this side. And then you can just cross again and then walk over to your car. Or you and your girl can just walk straight down through the group. Through. And then. Yeah. Yeah. It's two different things that I would do. I already talked about this too. It's funny. The first thing you can do is just go on some straight. Uh, Harry and Susie shit. We walking smack through this group, and ain't and ain't nobody gonna say shit. It's just gonna everybody just gonna look at us like this, and we'll uh, be good, you know. But you don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess what the worry is that you see somebody gonna say, "How you doing, Shardy? Fuck him." <laughs> <laughs> so, with that type of worry in your mind, it, let's say me and my girl leave a restaurant or some shit, and I see that. If I'm worried about it, one thing that I would do, you got to understand when you got somebody in front of you. So that's what I always told myself. I can't get caught thinking, oh, shit, what am I doing? And you got to, you got to, your girl is sitting there who will 100% be oblivious. You Uh know what I'm saying? If you feel uncomfortable about it, one, I think you should be 100%, you can keep it 100 with your girl, but you got to make your decision and go. I'll tell you this, going over what you should do with your girl in situations (laughs) like that (laughs) is going to just make shit even worse. Because you know what she's going to say. Let's just go straight to the car. What's the big deal? Or she uh-huh. just don't want to do it. They be oblivious and don't see the danger. <laughs> so what you could do, this is just the only other thing that I can think of. I'm going to take my girl back to wherever we was at. Let's say we walk out of the store or something and I see that. I'm going to say, all right, let's go back to the store real quick, right? We'll go back. I'm going to tell her that I'm going to go get the car. This nigga's an idiot. And then bring, look, and then I'm going to just bring the car and pick her up from the store. And you think... Let me, okay, because if they going to fuck me up, I, then they going to fuck me up. I'd rather but, not be with my girl. But most likely, nothing's going to happen. They just chilling, like you said, young nigga smoking. But this is my thing. Your girl not going to let you do that. 
Yeah, she will. I can I tell you I right see, now. If I seen some shit that I ain't, I ain't want her to be around. If I tell my girl, I'm going to go get the car. I'm going to go get the car and come back and pick you up from here. Yeah. Or you want her to go with you. I just don't think she would want you to. I don't think your girl would want you to go alone. Fucks my hand up. I'm literally Calvin Candy sitting here. You bleeding? Yeah. Let me see. No. Let me see it. No, just continue with your just story. Just turn your hand. Terrell, no. Just continue with your story. If you lift those palms off that turtle shell tabletop. <laughs> tabletop. Mr. Pooch is going to let go of two. All Both right, Terrell, come on. Say your shit. I'm not back. trying to distract you. All right. Um, I don't think your girl would let you go alone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they don't be wanting to do that. That's why you got to be an assertive. Mate. I think you safer with your girl. Nah. I think you are. And this is what you do. This is, about, this is what I was going to say. You might be safer with your girl. You cross the street, but you still go see your car. Nothing might happen, right? But you don't walk through a, a dice game. It's the same when them niggas is doing they shimmy Man, in the club. I never want to be around that. This is my thing, too. This is how I feel. Y'all might say whatever. I want to walk straight over there and past. Okay, and then you're going to end up like Terrence Howard and crash. Because I'm thinking... Who am I to judge these dudes? They probably not going to do shit. And look at me, getting ready to go all the way around when I can just walk smack to my car. What are they going to do? But it's all beat about... Y'all going to beat my ass because I'm walking to my car? I don't know, y'all niggas. It's precaution. I get it, though. You yeah. want to be Jody outside the gas station if you want. Man, y'all little niggas don't want none of me. That's the mistake. <laughs> all right. So, uh, that's, but that's my thing, though. It's, it's all about thought. It's all about precaution. Fellas. Man, y'all little niggas some bitches. Y'all niggas don't want none of me. Whoa. Okay, Whoa. you just flipped this whole thing. We just asked you where you got those shoes tuned. from, nigga. <laughs> but, uh, fellas, only reason why that's a course of action is because it invokes thought. And the biggest thing, the most important thing, is your girl's safety. You know what I'm saying? If it's you, you might think, and that's why I put your girl in it. Because if it's you, yeah. you probably would just walk. Or you might do something different. Or you might just say, you know, fucking, I'm going to walk through. But when your girl with you, you don't want to put her in harm's way. Even if you got the dog on you, you still might not want to end up in a shootout with niggas see, with your girl. See, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You can just stay right here. I'm going to just go get the whip and be right back. My girl won't even see this shit. And then, fellas, if your girl think you pussy behind trying to keep her out of harm's way and she wants you to say, all right, back, niggas. Come on, let's go. Come on. No, 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 no. That's somebody you don't want to be with. Let's go. Let's get down there. Because as soon as they get Aki, you're going to want somebody to save you, right? I'm pussy. <laughs> Take her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pussy, right? <laughs> Look, uh, this next course of action, I told you, I didn't want every course of action to be about your girl. You know, mm -hmm. what you do with your girl is your girl. So this one, everybody should be able to get a piece of. You're waiting in line somewhere, whether it's a restaurant, a lobby, hotel lobby somewhere where you're waiting and you have to wait right somebody a stranger it could be anybody comes up to you and says hey can i use your phone real quick to make a quick phone call oh, <laughs> what's shit. your next course of action what are you saying to that person i'm gonna ask you a question a very important question yep does this mother have does, it, does he have on a backpack if he does then that, that, does that mean your answer is no my answer will be no if he had does a backpack he, it, just, it could just be a regular person. Just what's your next course of action? The person came up to you. Think of any person you can. All right, Mr. with a backpack. If he said, yo, can I use your phone real quick? Make a quick phone call? No. 
No. I'm sorry. No. They got a phone right here you can use. Hell no. No. Fellas. Ladies. The answer is no. Yeah, I if I'm in a hotel lobby, use the hotel phone. If you're in a gas station, they have a phone. You can use these motherfuckers' phones. I'm leaving. Yeah. I'm not going to be rude about it, but I'll be like, you know what? I'm actually waiting for a call right now, but you can ask such and such right here, and they'll let you use it. Number one, yeah. I don't trust this motherfucker. He can run out of here with my phone. Now I got to chase you down and beat your ass over my phone. And I need this shit. Right. Yeah. Number two, no. Why don't you have a phone? <laughs> oh, your phone died. Cool. They got a charger or something. Get you some bad. you asked for? You asked for the charger. Absolutely not. Would you like? To, what if somebody said, "Can I borrow your charger?" I might. Yeah, I might let them borrow a charger. If it's me and somebody comes and asks me, "Can they use my phone? What's my next course of action?" The first thing I'm gonna say is, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Like, first off, my answer is my answer is no too. But also. I'm going to say, what's going on with you? You don't, have your, you don't have your phone? You know, you lost your phone? Because I want to know why you need to use my phone. That, like, those type of questions, my, I'm going to have some qualifying questions. Where's your phone? You lost your phone? Did you leave it? You left it at home? Yeah, you know I left my phone at home. I just got a call. Okay, oh, who you, who you about to call? You about to call some family member? Somebody come get you? These are the questions that I'm going to be asking you. And you're going to have to give it up. Otherwise, I ain't letting you. I'm already on with what my I'm day. Do. If I'm going to let you use my phone, you're not holding it. I'm going to say I'm going to put it on speakerphone. I'm going to dial the number you call. Otherwise, then I'm not going to let you use it. I'm not letting you use my phone. Absolutely not. This is exactly how I feel like. This is, a, this is how I get robbed in my dreams. Right? I had a dream the other night. Me, you, and my walking from somewhere. A nigga came to us and said, yo, that's crazy. Can I use your car? We, it was like we had to use like a smart trip. Yeah. Right? The nigga walked up to us and said, can I use your car so I can get something? Well, next thing you know, this... You. Let me guess. N n no, I'm sorry. Next thing, I know, next thing I know, in my dream, this nigga pulled out a blade, and I'm trying to fight this nigga in my dream. This is your whack-ass dream. You know this how you reality. can't beat nobody's ass in your dream? Yeah. When you can beat a nigga's ass in your dream, just know something else is coming. <laughs> I always have to tell people this. If you are in a dream and you are whooping ass, you already know you ain't supposed to be doing that. Yeah, you're like supposed to be moving niggas. in slow-mo like how everybody is. Yeah. You start beating niggas' asses and say, hold up. <laughs> Every time I've beaten niggas' asses in jail and I actually was in able to get my shit off. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's what, see, this is what I'm, that's what I'm getting to. Anytime I ever beat niggas' asses in a dream, I get all the way to the point where I'm facing jail time. And now I'm, and this is even worse of a nightmare. Now I'm thinking about my life. I wake up like, I was just down for the count. <laughs> I come out, I'm hugging me, me. I'm loving my life. But I was able to throw full flash punches and shoot and do everything. Nah. Yo, this is another crazy thing I would tell y'all. This is random. I'll have a dream that me and Terrell will do something. Like, this is this is this is next level, but I'm gonna keep it 100 because this is real. This is my real life. I have a dream me and Terrell will kill somebody that was after us. Y'all remember on Snowfall where they kind of had to kill, bruh? Yeah. Me and Terrell are being in a situation like that, and I'm like, bro, they ain't going to believe us for what really happened, so we got to bury him. And me and Terrell are like, bury him, like, right in my parents' backyard or some shit, on some late night shit, and that's one dream, right? Uh-huh. Two years could go by, and I'll have a dream where dad's like, yo, we getting a pool put in the backyard today. Yeah, we getting a pool put in the backyard today, right? And like, I'm like, all right, bet, so where y'all going to put it? He's like, right over there. And I'll be like, two, in my dream, I'm thinking, 
Me and Terrell killed a nigga two years ago and put this nigga in this dirt right here. We, I know for a fact if they dig it up, he's under there. From a dream I had two years ago. Woo! You know what's crazy? Uh, in my dream, I could come to you and be like, nigga, we got shit to do. We'll dig the nigga up and move him. We literally will do that. You would never tell, you wouldn't tell dad? And if we never would tell dad, we just look. We move him. We put him somewhere else. And look, let's say we move him from the backyard to the shed. I'll have a dream in some years where dad's like, yo, we got to go out there and clean that shed. And I'm like, man, I got to. That's crazy. It's like, I got, that's why I said, in my dream, I'm I facing jail time. I'm on the run. I got girls all over the place. <laughs> my dr the dream me, he's a menace. He's a psycho. I was trying to explain my dream. This nigga shit on my dream. Now he gets to go all John Wick mode in his dream. Fuck this nigga. Did I shit on your dream? He said, let me guess. A nigga robbed you on some pussy shit. Because you trying to make an example of how you wouldn't walk. Oh, are we still talking about that? No, we're talking about uh, the phone. <laughs> we're talking about the phone number joint. All right, look, y'all, we're going to move right. We're going we're gonna to move one more. You, oh, you got one more you want to throw your No, no, you got it. That was my only one. You had a restaurant, a lounge, a club, a social environment, a bar. You had a bar and grill. It's crazy how these bullets are scar and kill, right? No, he said. A scar and chef kill. You niggas, chef, you niggas like a bar and grill. All right, whatever. You're somewhere in a restaurant. Where there is, it's social. You know what I'm saying? You could be at a party, you could be at a baby shower, whatever. He said, I chef you like a bar and grill. I scar and kill. That's what he said. But you said what? You could be anywhere that's a social environment. Okay. Where, you know, there's people mingling, right? You tell your girl, your significant other, I'm sorry. I'm about to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I'll be right back. Back. When you come back from the bathroom, you see somebody standing there of the opposite Sex or the opposite, whatever. Oh, Talking spitting them, game. You know what I'm saying? Spitting game. And you coming fresh from the bathroom. When you step out of the bathroom, that's what you see. What's your next course of action? I'm coming back to where I was coming from. Okay. And so you just and go over there and have the... Number one, I respect game, right? I respect it. What are y'all doing? I'm not the nigga that's going to be pissed off that you tried to talk to my girl because you saw her alone and thought she was alone type shit. Yeah. Especially if we had a bar. You know what okay. I'm saying? Yeah. Single women at the bar all the time. My woman is probably already telling you, no thank you, I'm here with my guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Here I come. I'm not even coming with friction. I'm not coming on some big eye, what the fuck is going on, what's up type shit. Yeah. I'm going to just come back and be like, what's good, bro? Yeah. We straight. What yeah. you mean, yeah? Yeah, no, yeah, we straight. Yeah, we what good. What you mean, y'all straight? See, now, if you have that energy, now I have to, now I have to respond with that energy. So respond. What you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> what would you say? You talking to, look, I'm talking to your girl, whatever, yeah, whatever. So you going to come over here and say, yeah, bro. I'm going to say, oh, oh, no. So, yeah, what, nigga? No, okay, I'm with you. If a nigga's still talking, I'm going to come over and bring and and I'm going to say, what's good, bro? What's up? Oh, yeah, what's up, bro? What's good, bro? What's, what's good with you, bro? First of all, yeah, so, uh, you got my girl fucked up. My girl would never put me in that situation where this nigga gets to continue the conversation. And fellas, understand this. If that ever happened to you and your girl keep talking to the nigga, that is a serious ass conversation that y'all need to have after this. Because you got me fucked up. I shouldn't have to be like, oh no, that's my girl. Yeah. I will never have to do that. Number one, I don't even have to walk up to bruh. At all. Yeah. By the time I get there, bruh's walking off. You know what I'm saying? He'll know it's me. Because yeah. my girl going to be like, hold up, hell no. Sorry. That's my guy. Mm -hmm. Same way I would do it. If a shorty came up to me at the bar, nope. See curly hair right there? Coming back? Yeah. That's, yeah. 
Like, your girl should never put you in that situation. Mm-hmm. I, you can You should never have to do that. Trust me, you know I've been in... What would you do, nigga? I've been in that situation a couple times. I need to stop cursing. <laughs> I've been in that situation a couple times. I say, like you said, the only thing you can really do is bank off of how the, the conversation going with your girl or what your significant other and them. But if you are in a position where you do kind of have to insert yourself, it ain't about dominating dude or, or backing him down. I know sometimes you feel like you go over there and you do feel like get the fuck on. But you're right. Like, you're the one that's winning. Your arm is pretty. I always say that. If my arm is pretty, what am I in this joint tripping for? It's my arm. Like, my girl sitting right here with me, I don't really got nothing to worry about. So what I'm not going to do is get on that energy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you come over here and you sitting in my seat or you talking to her in my seat right there, I'm going to just come up to y'all and be like, oh, what's up, bro? Yeah. My bad. I'm actually sitting right here. Yeah, I'm getting right here. Yeah, this is my girl too, so. Yeah, she, she here with me, so... And there's no friction. It ain't no friction. Yeah, what's good? I've been through that a couple of times. Yeah. Where a nigga be like, my bad, bruh. My bad. Nah, yeah. I've <laughs> that had, ass. Yeah, I've had niggas come up to me about the girl that I'm with. Yeah. You know that? Yeah, bro. You see Shorty right there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm actually in the industry. Oh, for real? Oh, okay, man. That was just getting ready. I've been oh, yeah, that nigga, yeah. too. I've been that dude, too. Hey, you see Shorty right here? Oh, yeah. That's my... Oh, damn. Well, you know what? And you know what? I've been a nigga that tried to talk to somebody, and the girl was like, oh, no, my boyfriend's right there. And then the nigga come over there looking all rah-rah, like, yeah, bro, whatever. And I just let him have it. Nah, you got to. You take your Oh, L. you got it. You got it. You take an L. You hey, keep going with your back. And I'm moving on. Yeah. You, there's no... I look at it like this. If you step on a nigga grass and he say, hey, bro, can you please watch the grass? Can you really get pissed off? You can't. You can't. My bad, bro. My bad. And you just move on. And you just move on. It ain't no point of me saying, and you emotional niggas that didn't learn how to self-regulate when you was little. Your Come parents on. raised you and told you to just be tough. Y'all don't know what to do in that situation. So guess what you think? I'm a bitch now if I don't. Or we just confuse. They just get a little confused about the energy. Like, hold on, wait. You trying to bitch me? Like, because I didn't mean exactly. to step on your yeah. grave. So if I'm not disrespecting you, I shouldn't receive any disrespect back. <laughs> Maybe you should keep the fucking grass cut. I'm literally in the, uh, I'm literally in the, I was supposed to get gas yesterday. So I said, you know, I'm going to go to the Sam's because I was down there. I said, you know what? Let me hit the Sam's. I go to the Sam's. Sam's don't got no gas or no, what, premium gas, right? Yeah, they didn't. They ain't got no premium gas. So I went to this one joint. I said, oh, no premium gas right here? Let me go over to this one. No premium gas right here? Let me go over to this one until my dumb ass realized, oh, it's just like not available for every single pump. So I said, you know what? Let me go over to the 7-Eleven. Right? Uh. That joint was clean. It was all these cars outside. I said, look at the inside of this one. They got snacks and I'm going inside. I could have just got gas. When I got in there, it's these B more niggas in there. And all you can hear is this dude behind the counter like, I gave you 25 cents. I gave you 25 cents. He was like, and I, and I know you did. I ain't saying that you did. All I'm saying is I'm not giving a fuck about 25 cents. What the fuck do I want 25 cents for from you? He kept saying, what would I want to steal 25 cents from you? Why would I want to steal that? And the dude was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I thought you were. He was like, nah, I wasn't. But look, he understood. You could see him starting to put it together that this motherfucker really thought that I was doing something I wasn't. And like you said, instead of him just saying fuck it, you could see it start heating up because he started saying fucking. He was saying stuff like fucking dumbass, fucking dummy. He just started just <laughs> elevating. 
And they was like, yo, this motherfucker got to get out the store. Hold on, wait, though. That's a little bit different because when you not stealing and somebody, somebody. think you stealing, yeah. it do piss you off. You ever been in a Target and that weird motherfucker with the walkie it, come around the corner? It never fails. I've said this so many times. Every time I go into the Target, they think I'm stealing. And the only reason why I know is because Terrell know that me and him used to work in retail where you definitely are looking at the young black dude like, oh, hold on, where he going with that? And I realize it's my pattern in Target where I go. It's always the nigga turning the corner. Oh, coming over here. Nigga, you don't need nothing from over here. Security, what's right. up, bro? How long they got you working today? Because I know I know why you came over here. You're not looking for shit uh -huh. over here. You're not lifting nothing. You're not looking for socks. I'm not going to steal these. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to steal this, bro. Mm -hmm. I get it, though. I come in the <laughs> That's the shit them. that'll piss you off. But you're right, though. Like, bro, and the gas station probably was on his best. And that's why I said he, you could see him putting it together in his mind. Like, instead of him regulating his emotions, he started to just get more offended. He let himself get offended to the point where he started to act an ass. Even though the other dude falsely accused you. Remember Nipsey said we got to work on how we feel when we get, when we feel disrespected. Work on, work how, on how you how yeah. react. That's why I said, yo, it's funny how we'll, we'll hear some shit and then we sit there and we piece together how it was actually more mm -hmm. disrespectful than what we really saw. Oh, like, hey, bro, can you watch where you're going? You still stepping my fucking shoe. My bad, bro. My bad. Look, I'm, that person is thinking about everything you just said. Hey, can you watch the fuck out? You just stepped <laughs> on my fucking shoe. And then you start hearing people charge up by saying stuff like this. My bad, bro. My bad. I didn't even see him standing right there. I don't know why it's a big fucking deal or why we got to talk to people like that. Because <laughs> I'm convincing myself he got me fucked up, so I'm going to look back at him. I said you got me fucked up. Uh -huh. Look, it, it, it's, it's instant. That's how, that's how we are. We like walruses. We like, you know what I'm saying? We, we like, like we like walruses. We like walruses. <laughs> we like hippos. We dangerous for real. Did, Did you see please? the hippos in, in the water with them lions? <laughs> I don't give a fuck who you are. That's who we are. I'm a hippo. You need to put that as the little words. <laughs> we like walruses. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's gonna know that it was you. We like walruses. <laughs> <laughs> and first of all, walruses are the laziest, don't give a fuck, but will fuck you up creatures. Go out, I'm about to say, just go out there and think you can just cool it next to a walrus. Let me tell you something. I'm going to tell my girl, my favorite animal, my favorite animal, the animal that I would choose to be in a jungle. And you ask anybody what animal would you be in a the jungle, they're going to say elephant, lion. lion. Make me a motherfucking hippo. First of all, when I'm a baby hippo, you're not going to fuck with me because my mother weighs shit, my bad. When I'm a baby hippo, you're not going to fuck with me because my mother weighs 60,000 pounds and she'll fuck you up. Then when I become an adult, who's fucking with me? Do you know hippo cannot breathe? First of all, they can hold, they have masses that hold in their breath. They don't have gills. They be in the water because it's comfortable. Yeah. All you other, look, water buffalo, gazelle, y'all can't get in the water because you'll get eaten by a crocodile. I wish a crocodile would fuck with me. Yeah. I'll just fuck it up. I'm going to just fuck the crocodile. I'm in this water because I'm comfortable here. And my kids are comfortable. And you see what them lions try? You see how fast them motherfuckers That motherfucker was moving. If he would have, if he. That lion was about to be that done. That lion was almost done. <laughs> if I could be any animal in the, in the wild, it would be an eagle. It would be an eagle. It would be an eagle. eagle. However, what it would also be, if I could be any, you said if you can be any animal in the wild, what would I be? It was, it was either eagle or I had something else. You used to want to be a jaguar. 
Not Jaguar. What do you want to be? Oh, Panther. Orca. Uh, orca? Mm-hmm. Or look. Like the killer whale joint? Like a killer whale. The most dangerous fucking animal on the planet, for real. Let's keep it 100. Hippo? There's you, but then there's me. I'm never going to be we in your vicinity. We ain't going to cross paths, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we do this and Orcas are fucking orchestrated. Them motherfuckers know how to put shit together. Like, the way that they kill, it's like we're going to confuse them. We going They do that thing where they bang their tails and, uh-huh. like, they're dangerous as fuck. I'm sorry. And they got that loud, high pitch. Bro. That you know, I was thinking about getting an orca tattoo. That'd be a fire tattoo. A fire tattoo, yeah, because of the darks and the lights. You just got to right? be careful that it don't look too sea world. Look at that right here. Hell no, you gonna look stupid as hell. I know you. You talk to that boy with the orca. <laughs> <laughs> they're not gonna. Right? They're gonna say the you fish. talk to the boy with the whale. The fish tat is what they're gonna say, mm-hmm. or the sea world tat. That's why I said if I was thinking about getting an eagle right here, right. I think that would be the stupidest decision you made. It would be, but do you know I would get, I would grow. I would grow. You would be the nigga with an eagle tag. I watched that girl Danger had the panther right here, and we, everybody loved her for that period. The dude in the McDonald's window, right? Yeah. He had loyalty, look, loyalty across his neck. Damn. His hand, he had the skull, you know, he had the bone tattoo of his hands. Yeah. And then he had a star right here. Yeah. He was a great dude. Great a great employee. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He ran my order back, number one. And they forgot one of my cheeseburgers. And y'all, I promise we're going to stop eating McDonald's. It was literally just like one of those fast days. Had to do the pod. But you literally can't think about it, though. You done. I really hope my kid don't make those mistakes. Not mistakes. And I hate to call it a mistake. But that early in your life, man, he on his fucking way. Yeah, but like. You, you looking at his tattoos and judging you literally just ruled yourself out of hell of opportunities by doing that. Did he? You can have tattoos now in corporate America. You can. But some shit, some, that's just, that's, these are the things that, some, that, that I would say black folks, we got to really think about this. Because, sure, your white boss who has a thousand tattoos, I used to, it used to be one of our DMs that had tattoos everywhere. Terrell, we get what you're getting ready to say. All I'm but saying also, is, the times are changing. You it can, it that is, dude but is not no more setback for them tattoos. Man, well, y'all tell me what y'all think, because I just think, when I saw that, I was like, damn, you know what? People are going to judge you. They will. And think you something that you're not, because That's you're a great true. dude. Mm-hmm. And I would hate for you to walk in. We already got, you already got two strikes on you when you walk in the interview and they see that you black. Yeah. You come in that joint with tattoos on your face and neck. And that's why I say work on your skill. If you got the skill, I can have tats on the face and the neck and the back and the chest. And guess what? I'm going to get the job. And then you're 16 years old with loyalty tatted on you. You don't even know anything about loyalty yet. He can know more about loyalty than you, nigga. Okay. This is the problem in our community. You see what Yellow Beezy said? Not Yellow Beezy. The, the other nigga, the, the Chico. 600 Beezy. And first off, yes, I saw what he said. And low-key, he was right. They just worded that shit wrong. They made it seem like 600 Beezy was saying, okay, yeah, give context for everybody that don't know. They made it seem like he was saying, if he do that, he a snitch. Nah, he came out and said. Hold on, wait, Terrence, because people don't know what we're talking about. Okay, my bad. 600 Beezy came out and said that if Quavo snitched, no, if Quavo cooperates in the trial to, against the people with takeoff, he would be considered a snitch. I said that this is the big picture issue with our community. 
But you saying they breezy? Six hundred breezy. I'm sorry. Yeah. They uh, were, you saying that they worded it wrong? So, I watched the interview, or not the interview, but the clip, and he was really just saying, "Do they asked, do you think Quavo is going to take the stand in the case?" And he said, "No." And they was like, "Huh? You don't think so?" He said, "Nah," because I think if he were to take this, the the stand for this case, then he would be labeled a snitch, and he would get looked at a certain way. So I don't think that he's going to do it. That's basically it. Okay. And they asked him, they said, would you do it? And he said, no. And they were like, why wouldn't you do it? He said, I wouldn't do it because I would be trying to kill the niggas that did it. And, like, he wasn't calling them a snitch. He just talked about how if he does do that, he will be labeled as a snitch. Because look what y'all did with Gunner. Y'all don't know what Gunner might have did or what connections they might not have had. Y'all saw Gunner talking in court, instant snitch, and there's no explanation. But you, you know, know what? To me... Gunna, though, is different because Gunna has so many lyrics about not taking the stand. Trust me, I get it. All I'm saying is what you'll be labeled. I just think it's fucked up you in don't our think community that, that you can't even, your little cousin die. Quavo and them not in no mob, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Somebody but, kill your cousin. You can't even take the stand because all of these young rap fans and young niggas are going to call you a snitch. It's the way that you rapped, what you've said. You stood on something that, unfortunately, is a street code. So when street shit happens, you have to play by street rules if you want to stay out here moving on a street code. If you want to say, I'm a civilian, all right, bet, I'm going to just go ahead and take the stand, cool. But you need to understand, Ghana, that if you're going to do that, when you go back to making music, it's going to be a certain layer of what you've created that gets stripped away because you're really not stripping it away from... Uh, whatever your real name is, you mm-hmm. strip it away from your Ghana, your Quavo, whatever your stage name is that you created. Yeah. You're going to take away from that when you do stuff like that. And, and I it's think created you, on a street code. And I think you're right about Ghana, but in Quavo's situation, so I'm not out here on no gang shit. But you still, yeah. I mean, And you, somebody killed my cousin. My favorite Quavo song ever, right? Shooters in my crib. It's my favorite. I thought that was dirt. Dirk might have a song called Shooters in My Shot. Shoot out at the crib, I think. Shoot out, yeah, shoot out at oh, I just okay. had to shoot, shoot out with my crib, selling hard. Yeah. Well, shoot out with my shoot out at my crib? Shoot out at my crib is Dirk. Yeah, yes. that's from 7220. Shooters inside my crib is Quavo. And you know, the shit that he's talking about on there is not gangster shit, but it's almost like, you know, I have a reputation. We talked about this with Key Glock last week, where you a rapper, you kind of have a you have a, you're a street affiliated without choice for real, for real. And you got to move on street laws if you want to stay street affiliated. If soon as you get on stand and snitch or you say something or get labeled a snitch, now you starting to fuck with your street affiliation. Everybody doesn't have one. It's not like I have one. I'm sitting here talking because I know one thing that I do know, though, is you make the bed that you lay in. And if you make your, your bed where you have a street, well, under a street code, you got to live under that. You can't all of a sudden be like, what's bruh name? Uh, he was a crip, but his boy got, his boy had passed away. Rapper? Mm-hmm. Oh, what the fuck is his name? He's a, he's a, it was, it was, he was connected in a King Von situation. Quando? Quando Ronda. Remember Quando Ronda was like, I ain't flagging no more. I ain't a crip no more. You can't do that. 
You can't. Man, it's just like when that's, street that's shit why happen, say, you move on street street rules but, if you under a street code. This is why I say it's a big picture issue for our, our culture. You're right. You're right. Like, you can't even make art. <laughs> this is just ridiculous. It's just <laughs> ridiculous, bro. You can't make art under a street code. Nobody told you to come out here and make art under a street code. I just feel like, I mean, I get what you're saying because Quavo has certain songs, I guess. This nigga Gunna is Gunna. different. Gunna's not different. He got if out here and got on the street was, code. If something happened to me and you took the stand. That's different. We not on the street codes. Neither's Quavo. Quavo has a song called Shooters Inside My Crib. So what? Which means you are operating your rap career. Look, Migos. We the Migos. My plug, the connect. You are, you are known as a street rapper. And you are under a street code. Because this is my thing. You can, you can take the stand if you want, but you're not going back to that life. But guess what? You're going to want to go back. So in order for you to maintain your street. You're right. You are you right. You got to operate off the street codes. Or, or, or they're not going to affiliate with you. And that's just what it is. You can talk about how the world is fucked up. It is. But also there's a way of life. It's fucked up for us. Yeah. Circle of life is fucked up for the zebras. You think they don't want to create long leverages of families and long family trees? They are. And here comes this motherfucker hungry. This nigga about to fuck up our whole family tree. And These we just motherfuckers move. be making, they still be having babies. They do, but they could also complain how the circle of life is fucked up, how we just keep getting nah, eaten. Terrence, you don't that's see a zebra way eating a, That's supposed to happen. This bullshit that we do where it's just a crab in a barrel thing is all I'm saying. It, shit we, is we, terrible, and it's nothing to do with the fucking zebras. Man, all I'm saying is it is what it is. You could talk about how the power structure of the world is fucked up and all of that, but like street shit is street shit. Rapping get, is street shit. I do get, I, I get it. It's just, mm-hmm. all right, bet. Movie suggestion of the week. I'm tired. <laughs> My movie suggestion of the week is going to be a documentary. Y'all probably seen it. It's something recent for y'all to watch. We just watched it. I got a movie recommendation and book recommendation, by the way. Jesus Christ. It's not going to be that long. It's called Murder on Murders on oh, Netflix. Yes. Yeah, they just found bro guilty of murder. Me and uh, his wife and, and his son. wife and daughter, uh, wife and son. Yeah, it's a crazy documentary. It, it, honestly, it, it's okay documentary. I'm giving it to y'all to watch just because. Um, but yeah, dude killed his son and wife after shit started crashing down. But the family had always been on some BS. Mm-hmm. We thought it was crazy how uh, the family's name is Murda. Mm-hmm. Murder. Murder. It just sounded like murder. Yep. And that documentary has been out. But since he just got convicted, it's kind of like... It's kind of popping, yeah. yeah. What was crazy is when I was in Connecticut, that joint was on our TV, and it was like latest shit, and we seen so much detail from that from that case. So when we seen that it was a, a, a documentary, I was like, oh, damn. Like, I was so surprised by that. But yeah, if y'all need something to watch for the weekend, there's that. My book recommendation, some people said that I was going to leave y'all hanging. I'm not going to leave y'all hanging this month. Trust me. You know what I'm saying? There we go. For my people on the visual podcast, if you can see it, the body keeps score. Bessel van der Kolk. Uh, this dude is a fucking, like, certified, like, legit, degreed up dude. The book is called The Body Keeps Score because it's really about, look, it says brain, mind, body, and brain, mind, and body and the healing of trauma. And I think that was one of the biggest reasons why I really wanted to read this book. This book was recommended to somebody that, very close to me. Um, but yeah, in short, it says trauma is a fact of life. And this book basically tells you about how 
trauma affects you in a lot of different ways. And what he does is he'll use different examples uh, for different people and different trauma that they experience. And he'll get kind of scientific with it about mm -hmm. how that trauma sticks with you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because your body definitely keeps score. So shout out to y'all. Hey, look. A great one for y'all to get with. And I already got my uh my March joint. My March book, I'm excited for. I think y'all gonna be like, all right, but yeah, I'm definitely getting the March joint. Y'all might not have trauma that y'all deal with if you do. Some of you all have trauma. Sorry, Trey, I know I'm a long winner. You no, you good, you good. Yeah. Some of y'all have trauma that you don't want to deal with. Some of you have trauma that you act like it's not your trauma. Guess what? You might need to read something like this. And you can help everybody out by fixing yourself. You ever see that Hispanic dude who was like, don't be upset because you're ugly. Because your partner loves you for who you are. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Fix yourself. Mimi. You need to chill out. All right, y'all. My movie suggestion of the week is Cocaine Bear. Um, what the fuck is going on out there? Holy shit. Can y'all see that? So, but if, For people that's listening. So Up in the trenches. Most of be tough on the net, but really be there for attention. These bitches be acting like they really rich, but really be begging me out of my pictures. And look at him. He goes straight for a dirk song. I give him 40, 50,000 cash to start up a business. For people that's listening to the business. audio podcast, it's just a bunch of ambulances <laughs> and fire trucks and shit outside. And this goes back to the big picture <laughs> problem in our fucking community. <laughs> and they probably can't even see that shit. Oh, yeah, they can. I can see a little bit of it. But this is the problem oh with you niggas. Y'all love like, this shit. I'm sitting next to Furious Styles right now. You know what the problem with our community? The problem with our community is that you know why they sell us that shit? Nigga, you got your son out here in the worst neighborhood. You ain't doing no planning than us. You just pointing the shit out. Furious Styles was trying to tell you Negroes if a nigga walk up to me and want to kill me. I'm going to shoot the nigga first. You know how we do in the black community. We just want to shit on him for what he got going on. You ain't even want to keep your son, nigga. We ain't taking advice from you. <laughs> <laughs> Furious Styles was preaching, man. You got to come here, dad, talk. Come on, Trey, my bad. You need to keep your ass in the house. Uh, right, cocaine bag. Hey, him having his dad in their house is the reason he got uh, out of that car. car. Went back. People missed that very valuable step. That's very true. It shouldn't have been called the Black Panther. It shouldn't have been called Boys in the Hood. It, it should have been, been called <laughs> Black Father stripping a black son from his... <laughs> <laughs> come on, Trey, let's go. Hey, look. My movie suggestion of the week is Co uh, Cocaine Bear. Terrence did Creed 3 last week, so I would say go see Creed. It was amazing. I, I honestly, before I talk about Cocaine Bear, I want to give props to Michael B. Jordan in his directorial debut. Keep going, Terrence. The movie was actually very well done. It was very nicely done. Only thing that I wish they would have did, and this is not really a spoiler, like no spoiler. This isn't a spoiler. I wanted a little bit more of some semblance from Rocky. You know, there was no Sylvester Stallone in the film. So if you haven't seen it yet, there's no Sylvester Stallone. There's no like, yo, he taught me, whatever. But I like that because Creed, the Creed films are from the Rocky franchise. And for there to be not one speck of ounce of Rocky in the movie, that was kind of like, all right. And we're going to have a conversation one day about Ryan Coogler and his scripts. He got very... They said he was very close to having a... They said he wanted a Rocky in it so bad. Okay. Ryan, uh, uh, Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan, but they couldn't get it. He said they, they, it was, they said it was a push to get him. Yeah, like, that felt like that was he a He would hear you that, say that and say, we tried so hard. Yeah, yeah. That was something that I really wanted to see. But my movie's Judge of the Week, which I saw on the Saturday after the last pod drop, Cocaine Bear is amazing. 
It is one of the most fun movies you will see in a theater. It's stupid as hell. But it was great, dog. It was a great movie to go see. Um, a bear eats a kilo is eats a kilo of cocaine, and now he's addicted to cocaine. So he's going around the woods trying, trying to, to find, find the cocaine. other kilos, but running into people and killing them in the process. That movie was amazing. We saw that. Um, Elizabeth, name. Fuck it. Elizabeth Banks did the movie. She's an actress. She did Hunger Games and a bunch of other stuff. It was her de- directorial debut. And she did not hold back on the graphic. If I'm biting your arm off, like you're going to see. Oh, okay. The, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was crazy. But uh, but yeah, that's my movie suggestion of the week. Shout out to her, man. Shout out. And I think, where's the. But oh, yeah, right that now. is in theaters. And right now, right. since Creed 3 is going crazy, you can pretty much go. We And out there, that wasn't. But a few motherfuckers. And I see y'all counting how much I curse and stuff like that. I promise that this is the last podcast where I'm doing this. I'm about to say, they say. I'm about to switch it up. He got a lot of talk and couldn't even fix his shit. We about to start a children's show. Mm hmm. That'd be fun. Hey, boys and girls. Right, you look like Miss Rachel make a killing. Kids stuff is the way to go. Your friends will sit there and, and cringe at it, but they ain't going to cringe when you sitting there saying, I got it, y'all. We would have to have a different name because if, you, if you're a kid, if you, you're showing your three-year-old our videos and then look, one of the podcasts or one of our re- reactions come up in the recommended list or the next up next, mm-hmm. we need to be the, the... I think that's just so funny that I saw the... Uh, I see the lights and I immediately started singing <laughs> Dirk. Fucked up. And then they are like, that's exactly what's wrong with the black community right there. Oh, shit. You can tell when you see somebody lining your shit up. Fuck going on over there? Must have been an accident or something. Yeah. But all right, y'all. That's it for 142. We strapped in. Shout out to everybody who locks in with us every single week. Shout out to the Realist Mind on Patreon. We got a lot of content up there. Go and check it out. We got more coming. We got that key Glock Glaucoma 2 that should be dropping this week. Mm-hmm. You definitely going to do that. And I don't know what's next, but hey, once, before you hit that button, let me just tell y'all real quick. We don't have a sports segment. Basketball fans, I am here i've been watching and we got to try to do something for basketball we can we'll, we'll figure it yeah. out especially with the playoffs coming up we'll definitely play i'm excited for that yeah i'm gonna tell y'all we'll make picks and stuff like that but like i'm getting way more comfortable with who's who you know what i'm saying yeah. so and you know i'm starting to entertain the idea of us maybe doing more than one podcast a week because then uh-huh. i think we could talk about more basketball and other stuff i don't be wanting to talk about you know, shit drops on Friday. I be wanting to talk about shit that happened a long time ago. Nah, yeah, 100%. So, if we was to go to a two pods a week, they'll probably be a little shorter. They, they would be shorter, but it would be like we could talk about more. Yeah. Yeah. All right, bet. So, locking in. Make sure y'all stay safe out there this weekend. Uh, St. Patrick's Day coming up, so drink responsibly. <laughs>